This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result. You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello there, I'm Jonathan Kidd. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Fueled by Guinness and powered by celery, though, uh, this week, in fact, uh, fueled by a nasty bit of sick in my throat from the disgusting events in the Metro in Paris before the PSG game and powered by indignation because of the ludicrous refereeing of Mr Martin Atkinson in the Burnley game on Saturday. So my name for the show tonight is the Chelsea Football Fancast, Oh Dear, What a Week. But Chidge's name for it is the Chelsea Football Fancast, 30, 33, 43, 69. Which of course a is shape. A poor, hey, poor, yeah, there's an extra <laughs> bit on the end, isn't there? Which of course is the timing of the incidents, in quotation marks, ignored or missed or judged as non-fouls by Mr Atkinson that Jose Mourinho felt turned the game away from the Blues in the Burnley game. Anyway, more of that later. So tonight, it's me, Jonathan Kidd, again, and not the irreplaceable Stanford Chidges. Once again, he's away, but he will be back next week. Few, I can hear you all exhaling, few and about time. What's he been up to for the last three weeks? Well, he's been a busy lad. Two weeks ago, he was at a nudist convention at Littlehampton. Same gag as last <laughs> week. These people didn't hear it you the first time. Carry on film thank you very much. Day, I did, yeah, yeah. yeah the <laughs> carry on girls. Unbelievably sexist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. He played a bit of football on the beach, I heard, but naturally sustained a groin injury. Yeah. Then he was at a Sabutio competition, playing under the name Chidge FC in Bogner, where he managed to kneel on all his players as they were lined up for the pre-match presentation. 
and they were disqualified, well, destroyed is a better word. And this week he's actually playing five-a-side in Winchester. It's that walking football, you don't actually do any running at all, and allows Chidge to smoke while he's playing and have a pint at the same time. I think I might try walking football because it might suit my training programme because I'm not training at all. Last time I played football, I managed to tear both hamstrings at the same time, attempting a nifty wall pass with a, with a teammate. At least when you tear one hamstring, you hold the torn bit of your leg and hobble off. When you tear two, you just wince in pain and fall flat in your face. I then had to drag myself off the pitch. Mine's dragging. Uh, the substitute walked over me. Never mind, old codger. It was a good four minutes, I ask you. It was a bloody good four minutes, actually. Anyway, enough about Chidge. He's not here and I am. As I said, I'm Jonathan Kidd. We have a magnificent series of guests here tonight. Magnificent. The superb... Darren Mantle. It's a shame that I'm a guest again, isn't it? I am a guest, you're right, but it's a shame that I'm a guest again. What, you mean they're not presenting? No, I just mean not, you know, the regular. Well, you can be, if you like. I'd have you as well, a regular, I'd, Darren. I'd I'm to, say, yeah. I'll, I'll say what I've written here. Look, look, always a force to be reckoned with on the show. His contrary views and opinions that always <laughs> tell it like it is put me completely in my place. <laughs> Having sat with Darren recently at a game, he is brilliantly passionate and informed about our team and great fun to watch with. There you are, Darren. Thank you. That's quite great good. to have you on the show. I now feel I, bad I, about putting up about calling me a guest. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I thought you would, yeah. And once again, we're privileged to have resident doctor of football, Dr. Mark. He's football doctor given to him by Chidge, I think. Delighted to be back it, again. It, thank you. Thank you for yeah. being here. Enables him to speak with great clarity about the club. A doyen, good word to use, of the fan cast, <laughs> who's been here since the very very beginning. I remember. Dr. Mark, it's great to have you here. Massive stuff on tonight. We'll attempt to carry on when we left off last week about the development of the ground, mm. but uh, I think we should be able to tie it in with the discussion about financial fair play we'll be having with our special guest. More about him in a minute. Lovely to have you on here again. And a first, but definitely not a last, a top-notch supporter, brilliant blogger, writing fantastically as the witty driver on the wing. Well, that's my cover blown straight up. Oh, I should never have mentioned it. His analysis of Guna supporters in their suckless shoes bringing their bikes onto trains made me laugh into my muesli. It's fancast virgin, but not for long, Clive O'Connell. Good evening. Season God. ticket holder and cyclist supreme. Thank you. Clive and I have enjoyed standing next to each other at many an away game. We've both been described as a couple of old posh gits. Well, I have. <laughs> and lastly, but not leastly, our very special guest, all the way from Boston, lawyer, US law firm, well, it's an English law firm, law in sport, but he's a Boston, Boston branch, is that correct? It's right. On, in for the red eye on Saturday from the States to watch the Burnley game. No. I hope you didn't get too bored. The, the American family behind me at the bridge, they all, they all went at half time saying, this is the most boring game I've ever seen. So, uh, not me, not me. I mean, a bad day is the same for birds. I mean, for me, beats a good day pretty much anywhere yeah, else. So, of course, I mean, of course, of course. I don't, I don't, I like I don't think they're a regular. I don't think they're a regular football fans. Um, and you're going to be talking all about financial fair play, sure, yeah, what it actually important. is, how Chelsea's doing in this respect, how it affects our transfer dealings, how the youth recruitment policy has been dictated by FFP, and consequently all about Stamf and about Stamford Bridge and its possibilities for redevelopment. So. Great to have you with us, Jake. Thank Fantastic. you very much for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, uh, and on the benches, no one at all. There is nobody <laughs> here on the benches. They may turn up, I suspect, and uh, they will be uh, on the benches rather than with us. So, um, if you want to be on the benches, uh, send us an email to chelseafancast at gmail.com. Um, so, what have we got on the show? Obviously, a uh, bizarre, eventful week for the Blue Boys. Strange, tepid performance in Paris with hardly a shot on goal. A dithering defensive lapse allowing PSG back in. Then the uh, racist scenes from the Paris Metro video by a passerby of a group of, uh, um, how can we call them, um, 
dick brains and preventing a, a black passenger gendarme. from gaining gendarme. No, 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 that's later. That's something later, yeah. yeah. Gaining access to a carriage, then chanting racist slogans at him. Uh, then the loss of two points against second from bottom. Burnley reducing our lead in the league to five points after City's 5-0 win and a refereeing performance of supine mediocrity from supposedly a top professional ref in the Premier League who just gets it completely wrong. And Burnley's Ashley Barnes sickeningly almost ending a Manjomatic's career. I mean, it was an absolutely foul tackle. You see it backwards and forwards in slow motion. It was just, I actually really felt sick. Matic's reaction to the vile foul may have given him a three-match ban, um, when we have appealed, preventing him from playing in the League Cup final. But having watched the incident back on the TV, it was a career-ending tackle, and Barnes should be banned. Um, one of the other worrying aspects is that we've only won one. We've only won three of the last eight, uh, and are clearly out of form. The Burnley game should have been to put to bed ages before the incident. So that's what we're discussing tonight, amongst other things. And don't forget, you can also tweet at Chelsea Fancast or post on the live chat page at Mixler, mixler.com/chelsea-fancast. During the show, tell us what you think about the unbelievably dramatic week and anything else on Chelsea. But first. It's the player ratings for the Burnley game. And uh, uh, Ross, have we got them on screen? Are they going to be up or uh, am I going to just talk about them? What's going to happen here? Tell me. Ah, here they, they are. are. Well done. Very good. Very good indeed. So, uh, Courtois, eight. Ivanovic, seven. Terry, seven. Zuma, six. Um, I gave Zuma five myself. Uh, no, I didn't. Sorry. I gave Costa five. Uh, uh, rather than the six, I gave Lewis eight. Yes. Um, William sits Quadrado. Uh, slightly different, slightly different. Surely Quadrado has only got a five with Costa. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought more than a five either. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I thought Quadrado. What do you think? I, you I gave him a think, four last time. I did, but I, I, mean, I thought he was better. I thought he was better than that. Yeah. Probably a five. I thought he was better. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say more than a five. He, made, just a, he made a few poor decisions. Yeah, he looked speedy though. The header was, oh, was good. Quick. The header was good. Awful finishing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, what else have I got? I've, uh, I gave Ramirez. Ramirez got a six. Oh, it's off. Um, so who's, who stood out, chaps? Uh, Courtois, superb saves, especially the one just before they scored. What do you reckon? Um, Very good saves. I thought uh, the save he made at the end before the goal was completely magnificent, wasn't yeah. it? The, uh, the one-handed tip round. Yeah. But, um, uh, I don't know what happened to him for the goal. The goal really worried me. Yeah, I've, that's why I wouldn't have given him eight necessarily. I think he should have done a bit better. He, I don't know, he was sort of caught out in his positioning. He's either going to be completely out of his goal going for the ball or staying in his line ready for the ball to come, but he didn't, he sort he didn't of do anything. He took it away, yeah, and, and, mm. and it, I mean, it was a decent corner. It was a corner to the front. Yeah, it was. It was. And the guy made very good contact with it. And also yeah. scragged Ramirez, didn't yeah. he? Grabbed him around the neck. Yeah. But um, um, Branner again, fourth goal in six games. That's remarkable. It <laughs> is remarkable. Yeah. But it, isn't, isn't, it, isn't that symptomatic of the fact that we're not actually shooting? We're not actually. Uh, the very fact that, I mean, he gets him in the box all the time, but it seems to me that if he's up front all the time, there is this weakness on the right-hand side, um, yeah. which, which I'm not saying they exploit, but they seem to attack more. Most of the attacks seem to come down that, uh, that the side, what Branner's left, uh, the left side, Branner's right side, obviously, but the left side, because there's obviously, there's, there's a player missing there because the somebody's moved up, unless somebody comes back into the space. I suppose I saw Quadrado doing, doing that a bit. I mean, he seems to be—he seems to be much more of a of a Jose player because he's he's consistently getting back into defence all the time. Well, it should be either he or Matic that drops back, so, so they can, they've still got a four at the back, shouldn't they? But it yeah, should normally so. be 
I don't know how Mourinho used to play. Obviously, Makélélé used to always drop back and cover the left yeah, back yeah. or the right back. Yeah. But if you've got two more holding players, if you've got when Fabregas is playing alongside Matic, then you've got one of them should be exactly. dropping into the position. Um, I thought Lewis was. The dilemma is, is I'm, I'm thinking about all these performances are are pre the 70 minutes pre, um, because we were we were we should have scored more. We were definitely in control, but but I thought Lewis had a fantastic first half. Yeah, and totally. up until then, and then with the 20 minutes to go, the whole complaint, the sending off, the whole complexion of the game completely changed. Somebody sitting behind me started slagging Lewis off after about two minutes, and so I said, No, come on, let's watch him. And then Lewis had a marvellous, marvellous game. game, and there it was, happens every there time. There was an utterly brilliant tackle, wasn't there? In um, uh, which very uh, very early on, when he just he just uh, sort of just got the ball. It was it was a last ditch. Somebody attack. Who was it attacking? It was um, uh, what's the, the name of the fullback? Uh, Tapinier. Now, what's his name? The um, Trapinier, the uh, um, the Burnley fullback. Anyway, uh, but he, he he was rushing at him. He just went straight in and got it, and he was straight up the field again. He, he it, was did a, a few it was almost a, it was a, it was a Guinness yeah. moment actually. That he one. did it a few brilliant. I actually physically went oh, oh, oh. couldn't help, I know I couldn't help myself. But he also yeah. seemed brilliant when he was going forward. I think that's what the Americans left behind you. Yeah, <laughs> there are strange things happening. <laughs> well, that stand. could have been the reason. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, that was the case. He yeah. did really well when he was going forward, and a player had come to come to tackle. He did brilliantly moving it around to make space, turning. He was very good. At he, that. he looked just like a class act, didn't yeah, he? He, did, he looked yeah. like the player that was. Uh, yeah. was he, he was. He was Ballon d'Or, wasn't he? He was put up for last year when he was playing for Atletico. Yeah. Sure. Uh, fantastic. Um, and but Hazard was absolutely brilliant. Always looked our yeah. best threat once again. And what he did for the goal. Oh, was it's absolutely, absolutely superb. Amazing, oh, it was. Got yeah. to the byline. Yeah. Yeah, 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 brilliant. Yeah, it was magnificent stuff. But now um, Fabregas, he um, he worries me because he's 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 not the player he was, is he? That's only been a um, couple of games. Like you say, since... Do you think he's ill? Well, I can see on there your next line. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say that. Is he still ill? I think he's... Just give him a couple more games. Maybe Mourinho brought him back early because Mourinho only depends on certain players. So he's going to rush him back. He doesn't trust enough other people. Maybe he should have an older couple of games off before he's back. But he'll play on Sunday. He needs to play on Sunday, especially now. So he'll be all right again. He only had one bad game before, and that was Spurs on New Year's Day. Before he, before he was um, ill, so he didn't he didn't seem to put through any of his killer passes that he has done in the past. He in fact his passing wasn't very good. No, he gave it away quite. He, kept, a lot. he keeps doing that that long pass to the goalkeeper, yeah. or yeah. Long, long pass for a goal <laughs> kick, which I keep thinking. Well, right. turning to cut. So turning to cut. Oh, we're going through a break. I think. Are we going to a break? Oh, we you. have been overruled with our talk of Fabregas, Ross's. Only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. So sorry about that. We had a bit of a technical problem at the end there, and um, I didn't realise we were going to a break. But uh, now we're back. So um, next part, it's all about Martin Atkinson, visionary mastermind, or needs a visit to Specsavers, or Rowan Atkinson. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, very good yeah. indeed. Um, Mr. Bean, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Has been. He Mr. Has been. <laughs> oh, quick, clever, witty. Or is Jose right? And there's a campaign. What about Jose's appearance on Sky yesterday to talk about whether Barnes's foul was criminal or not? 
um, uh, have we seen his ta tackle uh, played over and over again uh, on Matic like Diego Stamp was? We have not. And we'll be chatting about Cesc Fabregas again because um, he really worries me. Is he poorly? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was my end bit, actually, so I'll go back to this beginning bit here. Um, so, welcome back. You're listening, or even listening to the Chelsea Fancast. I've got a few, uh, got a few Mixler stuff here. Um, uh, Jose is right. This is Mr Mackay. There's a clear campaign. Chelsea were robbed of nine penalties and 11 points. Um, uh, who's this person here? JDK from Portland. Good to see Darren back on the show. Yeah. Good. Is, uh, is he a mate, mate of yours? Um... I, I'm going to say no, but if he is, let me know if you've got a real name that isn't just JDK. Cause not oh, here we are. It's, J it's Jack Quintala from Portland, Oregon. Jack Quintala, yeah, he's always been a mixer. He's always been in our little, uh, following us since we've been uh, in the glory days of the studio, not the uh, Putney pub. Not Portland building. Daniel 1% Francisco, he's, he's saying there's a bad cold going around. It takes a bit to shift it. I don't quite know what relevance that has to anything to we're talking about. Oh, it's a Fabregas. Good point. Lots yes, of course it is. I, I thought he was com commenting on the panel, up. actually. Yeah. Even yeah. the famous Tritzia was laid up for a few weeks. Not Who? Tri Tritzia? Tritzia. 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 Or... Tri yeah, aren't there two of them? No, there's one of her. There's one. Oh, okay. I thought there were two. She's one of your fellow East Standers. It, it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, CFC unofficial, Debs, there does seem to be a bug about. Yeah, good point, yeah. I had it. And uh, J Jacaranda Chick says, yeah, which is, uh, <laughs> I like that strange. very much. Yeah, JD works. I want to know exactly what this mystery illness is. A cold, the flu, whooping cough, the bends. Uh, okay. So, anyway. So. Right, what do we go on to here? Atkinson's blunders. 30. Barnes on Ivanovic. Good picture. So, um, 33 is the Kitely handball. No penalty. 43, Shakel, Shackle, Shakel on Costa. No pen. 69, Barnes on Matic. No red. And, uh, and this is back in. Um, oh, look, there's Barnes there. Oh, he's confrontational. Look at him all already. I don't like him. Oh dear. Um, so uh, um, though this is basically what the program is. Is uh, Chidge has named the program 30, 33, 43, and 69. So, um, uh, what do we think about all those uh, well, those Bar fouls, Bar everybody? Tackle on Ivanovic. I use the term tackle loosely. I mean, it, it certainly wasn't a, a football tackle. If it was a rugby tackle, it would have been a penalty. Is this the kick when he was up in the air and he kicked mm. him, and then and we heard Ivanovic screaming yeah, from the. Yeah, you could hear him right across, across the ground. It was amazing. You know, I think I think the major problem Ivanovic had was actually was this was his um, the fact that he rolled around and then got up really quickly. Yeah, if he'd quickly. if he'd in a sense if he'd if he'd played the game, played the the shamming game, and just lain there for a few minutes, perhaps there would have been uh, more of a reaction. It happened just in front of us in the West Stand. The linesman was right in front of us. But he heard it, he saw it, and he should have, nothing. by the time that Ivanovic hit the ground, he should have been have waving his flag, his flag and up, screaming. Yeah. But he wasn't. How but often do assistant referees actually assist? They should they do. Don't. He's meant Very to flag rarely. it. The linesman on our side, on the west side, was abysmal. He could see the push on Costa absolutely clearly because he was in a straight but line but between you, you wonder whether You wonder whether it's because Atkinson was the, last week was doing the Real Madrid game, whether he has the kind of status where he says, I'm, I make the decisions. 
I don't, he's not working I, as a team. He's saying, let me, because I noticed on a couple of occasions he gave throws that, that the, the, um, the linesman waited to see oh, what, uh, what he was doing yeah. and then put his flag up accordingly. And you almost feel if he's in his thrall, you know, if he's, if he's under the cosh from the, from the, um, from the referee, what chance is it? What chance but the linesman should at least be saying things down there. Well, of course he should. They have them. That's well, that, but they're, they're supposed to be a team. But in yeah. this instance, if he's, if he's not, if he's, if he's got the... Uh, um, you know, he's the, he's the head honcho in this situation. What, what, what's going to happen? But three he makes the decisions. Half, why, if that was the case, surely at half-time the liner would have said something to the referee. Three of these were in the first half. He should have said something to him. If he actually had seen these things, if he wanted to give him, and he would have flagged. I think he would have flagged if he felt that he, there was a... But what, what if their reputation, as, uh, as we've all been discussing before, has completely gone before them? What if um, he thinks that Chelsea, Chelsea cheat? There was quite what if they've, they've all talked about it before? They go, referees have said they cheat. Costa falls over, so he fell over and he doesn't give anything. But this was Marino's point yesterday. Indeed. Barnes has a reputation. Indeed he does. He's a reputation as a thug. He has more, was it more fouls than any other? Not than, just that, he was suspended for seven games after taking out a referee, wasn't he? Well, I don't know about that. When he was playing for Brighton. That was the was incident he really? to which yeah, right. Marino referred to yesterday. Well, he did a decanion. Right. Right. He, he tripped. A, he tripped a referee. Right. Which I mean, fair enough. But you can't blame him for that too often. But, but it was what I hated was the, the the slightly smug look on his face after he'd tackled mm. Matic and then walked away with his back to it, trying to sort of almost get away from it mm. and away with it. I mean, I, I'm. I hope that there is a, the FA have a, a discerning group of ex-refs or whoever the, the panel well, will did, be say, who will analyse the footage and see how completely it's been done. inches away it's it was. It's been done, it's been done. Have, did you see the comment? It was on the BBC website this afternoon. Uh, I can't remember the ref's name. He's, he's an ex-ref. Oh, yeah, but be, no, but this is Hackett. Head of the this is Hackett, but he's, Hackett, yes. he's not on the FA committee, no. though. But he used to be the head of the referee association. Yeah, and he said it was a disgrace. He said it was foul, an wasn't appalling it? And he said Atkinson had an, one of the worst games. He said Atkinson has refereed more premiership games than any other ref this season. Yeah. He's, I think he's given almost his most yellow cards. I think there's one that's given one more. Um, yeah, the fat boy. What's the fat boy called? Dowd. Dowd. Yeah, he's given more. Yeah. Uh, um, but he, because he only refed the other game 72 hours before, and he couldn't keep up with the game, he was knackered. Yes. But they're not going to do anything with Barnes anyway. I thought yeah. they said there's no action being taken. Well, it's because the referee right. saw it and didn't see anything wrong with it. But, but surely, yeah, but we're but is, that, is that always the precedent? If we can see it from an angle that reveals that it was, if, if he was, you know, thank goodness he's so fit. If he had a brittle leg, it would have been snapped at the... Uh, the, the, the Fibia, whatever it is. I'm not yeah. one for conspiracies, but I think that what's happening is actually the best thing that could possibly happen. Oh, yes, yes, I yes. suspect that he was told, say you saw it, no action against Barnes. And now with the appeal going through, instead of having Barnes suspended, well, Matic might as well be suspended, they're each as bad as each other, they've got Barnes getting away with it, mm. and we've got a chance of getting the appeal on Matic. I can't and see I, it getting that. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, there's a lot of pessimism. One, one, cannot, one can hardly believe the FA will ever give us anything yes but it's the best shot we've got the By best far the sh best shot we've got it's yes. the best circumstance also it's good that Barnes isn't suspended he can go now and take out a few city players when they <laughs> play them in a couple of games time and I hope he plays with the same venom in the same disgusting way as he played against oh, well said, well on said. Matic, a, cer a certain ex-menu holding midfielder from mm. Cork 
would have been proud of it, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah and, but he'd have got away with it or even more yeah. so. And he would have followed so through. So, Jake, actually, Jake where, where, were you, where were you sitting? Um, I was actually at the best seat in the house. I sat next to a season ticket holder and had a seat for 40 years. Uh, it was fantastic. I was in uh, Matthew Harding Upper. Oh, uh, were you? Yeah, brilliant, his brilliant. His name was uh, Chris Francis. And it was fantastic. And uh, sort of along those lines. Were you about block 13, block 12, 11, maybe? You were around yeah, this way. Yeah, right about there. You were near the back. You, I was way up there. Yeah, um, yeah, I know Chris Francis. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic guy. Good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So you're a bit, you're a bit far away from the um, the Matic incident. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't get a good look at the tackle, but I did see the shove, um, which was unfortunate. But along the lines of you know the FA involvement, uh, I was having drinks with another season ticket holder, uh, Rob Brastak, last night. He brought up what I thought was a fantastic point. Um, you know, in the Premier League, you have foreign owners, you have foreign managers, you have foreign players, but you don't have foreign referees. They're all English, which, I mean, there are a ton of great English referees, but at the same time, why not open up that pool because there are some great foreign referees as well? And, you know, as Robert was mentioning, with, you know, Premier League games costing £10 million a season now under the new broadcasting deal, I mean, I think it behooves the familiar to make sure that those refs are adjudicated by the best people possible. Um, I personally would like to have referees and teams of, of, of referees and, and linesmen who are as much personalities as the, as the players, as, there is, as is the case in basketball. Where, and everybody comes and well, I doesn't. I don't think it matters. It makes it. It does. It, it still makes it entertaining. No, but I can't stand this. The fact you're not. They're not allowed to talk about their they, the, uh, about their decisions, and uh, and you're not allowed to criticise them. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't buy this. that. But I also don't like the idea that Graham Paul, I think it was, came out mm. with to say that the only thing that people discuss about football is the refereeing. The last thing we want to talk about after a game is the refereeing. What we want to talk about is about beautiful yeah, but you're, you're, not, you're not far away from Blatter then, are you, saying that um, that's, that's exactly what uh, football is all about, the decisions that have gone wrong, so you can... Uh, yeah. That was before I, I, the goal-line technology. Mm. That is partly true, I think. It is about that sort of stuff as well. What? I was thinking... Yeah, but it is good. You don't want... It would be boring to have all this stuff with all these replays and this and that and everything being right. And if you not see if rugby, it's done instantly. No, if you see rugby... It wouldn't rugby, be boring if it makes the right no, decisions. No, every time there's a try in rugby, all the crowd have to wait for the stupid little screen to tell you it's a try or not. Yeah, but personally, I but love that. wait about ten seconds. I, I love that. You get to cheer the try three times. You're not excited No, I anymore. like it. I, like, I am. I'm always sent. I am. And the same with cricket. I love it. I love it when they, whether, it's, whether it's out or not and there's the tension and then they have to work out, with, particularly with run-outs, and they're trying to work out whether it's actually gone over the crease or not and they're having said, oh, it's bats on the line, it means he's out because the crease is it's part of the line. A bit of I love all of that. But you get to cheer the try three times. First when he scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second when it shows it goes on the screen. And the third time when the ref awards it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, alternatively, you get, to, you get to cheer it twice, and when he disallows it, you think, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like that as well. But I was thinking about the Graham Paul thing before you said it, because he's always been known for wanting to steal the limelight. So, mm. of course, he's going to say these things about what he should do, because that's what he loved doing. I'm sure he'd have wanted to make more money by appearing on things for doing it. Matic, the best he can hope for is a one-game ban. He's out for a League Cup final. Uh, that's the best he can get at one but game. It, I, I, I'm not sure about this. I, I read that if he appeals, he he um, can play in the League Cup final. Costa if it's, couldn't. No, and, uh, Liverpool was a win-win. They're, they're going to bring yeah. the decision up. Oh, they bring it immediately. Oh, right, right, right. Costa did this that. thing on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and his, his appeal was heard on a Friday before the Saturday game against Man City. But it definitely won't be. Could they add another ma another match to it if yep. they think the yeah, appeal is frivolous? Yeah, they could have done with Costa, but they didn't. Yeah. But while we're on to this, um, what do you think the influence of Sky has been in this situation with, with Costa calling it a crime and yet this event that we saw yesterday isn't called a crime at all and the only person who calls it a crime is Jose 
on goals on he Sunday. He didn't call it a crime. What he did, criminal. He alluded, no, he alluded to what Sky had said and used their words back right, at them right, right, and right. said, if you call that a crime, how can you, why are you not calling this a crime? Which was, they were calling it a harsh tackle instead, mm. which was a little bit rich. Savage, so I think what the press has said about what Josie said yesterday is almost as outrageous as what Sky has said. Oh, completely, past. completely. Well, the, the, the press have just said that he's mm. been ranting again, haven't they? Yeah. They've, there's, there's, nobody is on our side at all. It's actually quite distressing. The trouble is that they actually... Distressing. They do agree. <coughs> most of the um, papers and most um, pundits have been saying they were both penalties. It was a horrendous challenge from Barnes, but no one's actually outright backed Mourinho. But everyone's saying the same thing. I think most people are saying the, the first one was definitely a penalty, the second one was probably a penalty and a horrific career-ending challenge. The handball was definitely a penalty. Oh, my goodness. The push was as well. You, you cannot lay hands on a player in the penalty area. You'd also be tangled so, with his feet with yeah, him as well. But why would, why would he go down if it wasn't a foul? He was in a very yeah, you good could tell position. how focused he, he was on trying to score himself. He was right there for it, yeah. Well, I think his, his reputation has gone before him completely. Completely. Yeah, sometimes he does bring that on. I'm sorry, but he does. You can't sometimes go to the ground easily and then get annoyed if other times you don't get anything for it. You can't. You would hope, you would hope the referee would be discerning enough to actually differentiate between the two, but rather than going, well, I'm not going to give it now because you, you, you fell over about ten minutes ago. We had it ten seasons ago with Drogba. He got booked um, against Villa. We drew nil-nil, I think it was, away in September, Mourinho's first season. And Drogba got booked for it, and it was clearly mm. a penalty. But because of Drogba's reputation, he didn't get it. I've got a point about uh, FA referees that I've actually made before, but at the risk of being boring, I'll make it again. Um, what's wrong with FA referees generally is the whole ethos and the philosophy that they have. They're not there to see that each team has a fair and equal chance of winning. They're there to impose the rules of the FA on the game. And it's a subtle difference, but it's a big difference. Does that? Yes, sorry, I was taking about my phone. My phone started ringing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking, I wonder whether I should answer this. But, uh, no, of course it's not I me on the phone. It's no, it's no caller ID. Should I answer it? Yeah, be quite like um, Hello? <laughs> hello, who's that? Speakerphone, let's make it better. <laughs> hello, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm in the middle of a show, actually. Can, I, can you phone back? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Chelsea podcast, and Talk yeah, to you're secretary. on. And uh, it, uh, sorry, I'm so sorry. It's the Chelsea fan cast. It's not there. Yeah, I can't even think straight. But yeah, can, uh, a couple of hours would be great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks very much. Uh, thank you. Bye bye. How bizarre that was. Yeah, I thought it was going to be somebody who got my numbers going to say, "Now that Matic, you know, he should have been sent off, and he was sent off." Um, so where are we? Um, I've been taken aback now. Um, who was it? You were talking about. Yeah, who oh, was it? It was, yeah. the, it was the National Theatre. Oh. I don't know, asking me about a ticket or something. I don't know. Oh, not, not a starring I, role? Yeah. No, I'd love them to say, yes, could I go and audition tonight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, uh, no, I think we've done enough Fabregas. They've got nothing in me here about Fabregas. You've done nothing about um, the crime, yeah. Yeah, I've done the. Uh, uh, Prince, yeah, how did Barnes get away? Yeah, 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 Who will step in for Matic on Sunday if by any chance? Uh, it's not um, well, it can't be Mikel, can it? Because he's no. still got an injury. How Indefinitely at the moment. Uh, Definitely beyond Sunday, though. Yeah, it'll have to be Ramirez. But, um, so. Uh, was it there was a debate? Could you think that one of the. Um, 
one of the younger players could get in? No. It's unlikely. He, will, it? he doesn't yeah. like people he doesn't trust. No, He'll no. start with Ramirez and Fabregas holding. I think so, yeah. Definitely. Because he's always going to do... If he, if he puts two holding sometimes at home, he's going to do it um, for the League Cup final. I mean, the only other option he'd have would be to put Aspi or, or Luis in that position. He doesn't no, like Aspi as much, does he? Back, he? I thought he played very well in the PSG game, as we'll get on to. I thought he, 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 he looked did, good. Didn't somebody say uh, Ivanovic got... He did get a yellow, but didn't that... Yeah. I'm totting up. Isn't he missed the uh, game yeah. on Sunday as well? Not that I've heard of. I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen that either. either. I was worried, I have to say, when he got the yellow at the time. But, um, I hope not. No, I must say, I was actually there. surprised after that first half incident that he didn't get a red at some stage. He was so, so he was, he was angry. angry. He was angry. Really angry. Yeah. Well, I was particularly worried because he grabbed the red card, didn't he? Yeah. Which is... Uh, well, that's what he is actually... Um, Making physical contact with, with the referee. referee. If he's going to do that, he should have just whacked the referee, shouldn't he? Is that yeah. what he got it? I don't know, he tried to grab the referee. Yeah, he grabbed, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the annoying thing about Matic. Yeah. He might as well have just yeah. done the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, another quick point here, getting back to Fabregas. He's, he's not moving the ball forward quickly enough. No. He's overplaying outside the box. Not enough incisive ball through to Costa. Too much ticker-tacker. He even had a shot, which he doesn't normally do. Normally he always passes, that's but right, he, he actually... Yeah. There go. But is there something about Costa also perhaps not being as, I don't know, fleet of foot as he has been? Because he doesn't seem to be connecting in the same way as he, he was in the first two games. When he was suspended, yeah. didn't he? And I don't think he's got back to match fitness yet. Are you a fan of Fabregas, Jake? Yeah, you know, I like him a lot. Um, I was talking to uh, some of the fans in Matthew Harding, and they were saying, you know, because, you know, he's you know, still um, you know, an Arsenal guy, like in their mind, you know, they've been slow to adjust. But, um, you know, he, he's a good player. You know, he makes, um, you know, very difficult passes, look effortless. Um, you know, he's an asset. Yeah, great. There's player. a rumour amongst supporters of that red and white club in North London, that uh, he fades away in the second half of the season. Yes. Well, I wonder if there's some Yes. But if you play for that club in North London, you would fade away in the second yes. half of the season. Yes. Right, yeah. yes. yes. Well, my, my big criticism at the moment, we're not killing teams off when we're in control. Yeah. No. We should never have drawn that game because we were all over them. Straight away. Uh, and we can't defend 1-0 leads. We need to be more clinical with chances. And uh, Surely this what? has been the problem in the in the league for the last few weeks now. Other than Swans, right. it's been the year. Um, Surely what sums that up, sorry, I've, John. I've got to wind it up, I'm afraid. It's PSG next. Was it a good result? So we'll see you all in a minute. Sorry about the phone call. <laughs> For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. We're off. Um, I'm John of the Kid. You're watching, even listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Um, so far, we've uh, we've been all on the uh, the Burnley match, and there's a few few uh, posts from Mixler. Um, Oh, he's put, Tony Glover's put, I was enjoying that, nice little pre-podding shed recording warm-up. Oh, that's quite nice of you, thank you. <laughs> um, Andy Silverman, I thought you were going to be here. Evening one and evening all, he says. Um, uh, Debs has put, uh, good evening, young Andy. Uh, Daniel 1% 20 Francisco has put, I'm watching on tablet, chatting on here, seems to be okay online. Um, Any opinions on the match? Um, and I'm going for the social aspect. It's of it, all right, having a bit of small talk. No, we're having a bit of small talk. We're getting there. We're getting there. No, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm just, I'm just easing you in. I'm easing you in. Um, uh, 
JD Works has put, JDK Works, I, I now don't like it when players have games off. They seem to lose sharpness. Drogba, Costa, Fabregas. Yeah, that's an interesting point, isn't it? I suppose. Um, by the, what do you think but, about that? But you also then get the situation where they're all tired, so. Yeah, yeah as well, where you can't win. Really. Yeah. 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 Barca fans say this too, to be honest. So perhaps it's, you know. So. Um, uh, well, as well as Arsenal fans, or as well as. Yeah, yeah. Thought it was a poor PSG performance. Well, we'll get on to that in a sec. We came for an away goal, couldn't soak up all the pressure after. That's some JDK works again. Um, uh, Whilst you're doing that, I do think it says a lot that just before Bernie scored, we would bring off a striker, put on a defender. Yes, we just yes, that was confusing, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Mourinho was on the touchline trying to make trying to make the change. Well, they announced it. Then he started waving his yeah, hand. He did. It was with um, Costa was Costa was happy yeah. on a near post and he wasn't going to move. Yeah. But then when yeah. Jobber did come on, he defended a header from the near post. And you think, why bring on Cahill in the first place for Costa? Yeah. Why not try and get a second goal first? Do what Mourinho exactly. used to do, which is he'd have brought Jobber on for someone holding back more, and then if we scored, then brought Cahill on for Costa once he got a second goal. But, but then he didn't make the substitution. No, it Costa well, Costa seems to stand there yeah. at the near post without leaving. Yeah. But that's the thing, for anything about the referee, we spent a lot of time talking about referee, sorry, but Mourinho wasn't trying to get a second goal enough. We no. weren't, he didn't make attacking substitutions to try no, and get a second goal. You could, you could understand if that is the case. Um, Andy Silverman has said, sorry JK, busy working on new menu. Well, that's nice to know. So. You chose a Monday nights for that. Tony Glover, at 1-0 you're a hostage to fortune and poor reffing. Before you know it, the tide has turned, you're left holding on to a draw. Ooh. Andy yeah. Silverman's put evening gaffer, but that's because ga that's because gaffer's on here as well. So they're all on here. They should be here. You should all be here. Anyway. You don't um, read out when gaffer says Daz a nice shirt. That one doesn't get read out. You read out every, everything but that say? one. I'm so yeah. sorry, Daza Nasha. No, no, I thought he was referring to something completely different rather than Daza. I thought he was going, <laughs> Daza Nasha. <laughs> you know, I thought that would be more the case, but it wasn't. Um, anyway, so um, PSG won, Chelsea won. Uh, many thought we hung on for the draw and parked the bus. Would you um, disagree? What do you reckon? I think the worrying thing is that we didn't go there to defend. We went there and started playing reasonably attacking football. We had hardly any shots on target. Well, that seems it to be the problem it, all the time at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think, wasn't it one in the whole game? And yeah, we scored? But the PSG were also in the game, and every time we went forward, they were clattering Hazard or whoever yeah, down. They did. He again got, and again. He was fouled yeah. nine times. Yeah. Sorry, we got five, uh, nine free kicks for fouls on Hazard. Yeah. Heaven knows how many other fouls went unpunished. Mm. Every time we went forward, it was clatter. He barely got a yard and, forward or, or barely got the pass in, did he? I mean, yeah. he was tackled as soon as he got the ball every time. Yeah. I suppose you've got to remember also we, we lost 3-1 last time, so he's, he's quite happy with the 1-1. 1-1 one, one. One, okay. one seems to be a result that, that Jose goes for when he's away from yeah, home. Definitely, you, you get the away goal. Yeah. And PSG was actually, uh, I think they outshot Chelsea something like 14-2. to two. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about that, they were probably lucky to uh, get away with the draw. I agree. But the thing is, I'd, as I said, I don't think that we went there to, to get a draw. I mean, it looked as if we were, at the beginning of the game, we were trying to attack and get the goal, but, and we duly did get it. Mm, I don't know. Chosen. After he scores the goal, isn't he just inclined to uh, to sit back and see like what that. happens? That was rather a worrying than, thing. Well, it was, it, was it that they were too good? They, they played were very too well, good so going therefore forward. he goes back into defensive mode. They were very good going forward. But what one away goal isn't enough in... The, you need to have two or three away goals, or else one away mm. goal is worthless. You know what I mean? Well, unless it's, unless it's hanging on for... Yeah. 
Unless it's hanging nil, on nil, nil. nil. Yeah. Well, he, he's done that before, though. True. The one away goal is good if you stop them scoring when they come back. Yes. Correct. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> if, you, if they score in the first five, ten minutes, yeah, then it just yeah. makes it a lot harder for us. The um, Courtois did uh, um, some very good saves, didn't he, towards the end? Yeah, there's a debate here whether that was in fact a sort of classic Jose European away leg. I, I don't, I don't have enough knowledge of his time at Inter of how he dealt with, uh, with, with winning away one-one or winning, uh, uh, so, I'm sorry, drawing away one-one, um, or, or, and then just closing the game down um, in the last 30 minutes. I think it's quite a normal thing for him, though, isn't it, to defend like that? I, oh yeah, it's mm. always been classic Jose since his first spell. It's always been what he's been about. You know, we're still in the tie with the away goal. So, and uh, uh, Chidge has written that, um, um, I remember debating this because he watched the Peter Shilton uh, um, biog that was on the other day. And apparently, apparently Liverpool and Forest used to win in Europe in the 70s was their big thing of, he was quite happy to go and, uh, and stagnate the opposition away and just get the draw and then lay it on at home oh, yeah. and with home advantage. So. When Goose Hiddink won it at PSV, most games, most ties, they went through in away goals. That's what he kept on doing. They weren't trying to hammer opponents or anything. So what do we think about the return leg? We've we got confident about that? Yeah, yeah of course. So. I think home advantage will... Uh, as long as we play better than rule. we did on Saturday. We need to raise our game. I mean, I th I'm, I'm always um, enthused by the, uh, the Liverpool example. The, the, um, the Capital Cup semi-final was absolutely superb. And we were superb. Yeah. And we were raised by the crowd was superb. And the mm. whole atmosphere just... You know, we were buoyed along to the win, really. You know, and we played, nice we played marvellously. And were helped by the result against Bradford as well, which was a, another Marino masterstroke. Yeah, yeah, because he knew that mm. we'd get these days off, didn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was all part of the plan. Yeah. I've had an email from Blake. Um, Dear Chelsea fancast crew, is 1-1 to put PSG to PSG a result, seeing as I thought we were dominant for most of the game? Although it's better than last season, we're taking it back to Stamford Bridge. Will we still win it and will our defence hold up? Courtois or Czech? Cahill or ah, Zuma? Interesting point. Yeah. Remember we hypothesised last week that when he, when he picks Zuma, he puts Czech in goal? Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't do, do it this time. Saturday. Yeah, that theory went completely, yeah. didn't it? Well, yeah. no, maybe the theory was good, but, 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 but the selection wasn't. <laughs> he's gone against it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to start Courtois. I, know. I, think he, I think he'll actually start Zuma, but I'd rather start Cahill because I just think Zuma's, to me, he's in these games... A bit raw. Yeah, he yeah. might give away a penalty because he's just not used to... I mean, yeah, he's played against PSG last season and for many seasons and whatnot, but I just still think that the pace now and how we play, I would just feel happy with Cahill, even if he was slightly... Yeah. Well, that's, that's, Zuma's, that's, Zuma's given away one free kick in the game on Saturday. It's the first free kick he's given away, which for a defender is quite yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. He also showed a remarkable amount of maturity. If you look at the scenes of Matic going off, it was JT and Zuma who would take him off the pitch at the end, which you wouldn't really expect from a kid of his age to someone yeah. like Matic. I think he's, a, he's someone who's showing a lot more savvy than people you, you would expect for a kid like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's but also he, not entirely unprecedented for uh, a young defender to start in a cup final, um, but I agree, I think, uh, OK, we'll get to start. Yeah, the, the thing he has got, cup which is surprising will be for a big guy, is he's got pace. Yeah. More, more so than Terry or Cahill. Yeah. He's, he's always challenged has been really well-timed, but I just wonder if he will miss time a challenge in a crucial game this Sunday or PSG. I don't know, I just feel safe with Cahill. 
regardless of a couple of little mistakes. With, with Zuma, it's a question, will he miss a time of tackle? We don't know. With Cahill, you always feel that there's going to be one during the game. He seems to go missing during the, um, the PSG header. I don't know who was yeah. at fault there, whether it was... Uh, JT or him, there seemed to be a lot of dithering going on. There's a huge yeah. space between the two. There was. But that was there the problem. Was. I don't know quite how that I happened. mean, it was a fabulous centre and he picked him yeah. out, but nonetheless, there was a huge hole for him to wander into there. Mm. There was. I don't see like Cahill. I think it's his positioning that's worse than his challenges. His yeah. challenges don't normally cost us, but yeah, his positioning could always be better, I think. Um, let's get on to Hazard here. Um, Hazard. He was saying he was, they were uh, asking. Mixler's actually, do your pass code. Mixler are asking quite a few things about Hazard. Oh, should we have a quick About the now? nine fouls they're saying. Someone said what I've said before, that sometimes he does stop. When he gets fouled, he just stops and looks at the referee wanting the free kick. If the referee doesn't give it, he's going to look stupid. You've got to play to the ball, but he stopped doing it. Maybe you have to scroll down slightly. Oh, um, who is it? Oba Teasel has put, please Zuma over Cahill at the back. Um, but Cahill to play um, DM till Matic, Matic returns. I don't think you'd have Cahill playing out of position. Well, what's happening there? Siri's not available. It's, it's, unavailable. it's all happening, isn't it? We're all being, <laughs> it is. our, our iPhones are trying to get in on the act all the way through. Um, uh, yeah, JDK works. Our back's very slow. Zuma can handle pacey players. Well, we've discussed that, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the atmosphere at Debs at home to PSG will be great. Yes, it will be. Um, the European yeah. night is at the bridge. Uh, here's a good one. Oliver Reed. With Matic out, it highlights the limitations of Oscar. He lacks pace and can't tackle. He should be able to slot in next to Fab, but he is lightweight. Taxi for Sammy K of that Madrid. Ooh. I disagree he wants that to Oscar can't him. tackle. Oh, no, he's, he, he can be. He, can be, he wins quite a lot. I agree with you, yeah. He does. I like yeah. when he gets fired up and he wants to put himself about a bit. Mm. The atmosphere at PSG by the home fam is almost terrifying compared to the Stamford Bridge Library. JDK works. Well, I, think, I don't think that's the case because it depends on, on the game. There, we can be very quiet during some, some league games. But if the game is uh, it's a, a major match, it'll be an electric atmosphere. I mean, once again, I just I mean, a PSG last year was a completely remarkable environment. As, and I, I thought that yeah, the, the Liverpool game was also superb. The, 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 the singing all the way around the stands was I'm, I'm always staggered at some of those European games where a lot of season ticket holders can't take up their seats because they live outside London. They can't do midweek games. And yet, you see tourists, you see all sorts of people in suits, whatever, coming onto games, and the atmosphere is electric. Yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense, make but difference. it works. No, no, yeah, yeah. Perhaps it's that the others make up for them, because even yeah. I start singing in, uh, My God, in those kind of games. Doesn't I know. Happen, does it? it doesn't rare. It re it's so rare. It's Not so rare. even at Bolton that time. Oh, no, no, that's right. Yes, I was feeble, wasn't I? Wasn't I really feeble? Yes, I, that's not, a, not something to remind me of. I was, I got, but there was that wonderful moment. five. Yes. Yeah, the wonderful moment where, where everybody wanted to do the, the, all, the, all the team were in the coach, remember? Mm. And they were coming out of the skylight and waving yeah. at us. And everybody did a, a spot, but they insisted on starting it crouching down so they could all leap up in the air for, uh, for, for ten. So the first nine, nine of it, everybody was just down on the ground. One, one minute, two minutes, one minute, one minute, one minute, All about, when it got to nine minutes, no, it was, there was ten minutes, just, right, yeah. just standing up. You know, we do it in the pubs. Do you never do it in a pub? 
Never what? That in a pub? No, no, no. Everyone we're, squats we're talking down in, in the middle of the it. road. I remember doing yeah. this in full yeah, but, yeah, in but full but in road. Pub, yeah, we were enough. doing it. I was doing it there outside the White Hart. Full of road outside the outside well, 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 uh, Broadway uh, Tube Station. Yeah, yeah. Right near the White Hart pub. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm clearly I don't I don't do spot enough. You go down on night. One man went to motors referred as not spot. So that shows how little you do spot. I've always called it spot. Any dog spot. I suppose it's Jeffrey wherever you may be as well. Actually, yeah, yes, you don't do spot. It isn't one man went to my went one man and his dog spot. Well, you do, you do do yeah. that. Yeah. It's either called one man or ten men. It's not called spots. Yeah, but I'm a lot older than you, and I've been singing it longer than you have. No one I've heard. When I first started singing it, it was called spot. It was. We always to say, should we do a spot? We'd say, and it wasn't. Hey, it's my turn. It was the dog. It was the dog song. Okay, all right. Anyway. Um, uh, what have we got here? A protection for hazard. Anything we can do with hazard? Um, well, somebody suggested bigger shin pads for hazard. Oh yeah, you took. Yeah. That's right. They're talking about getting leg armour designed yeah, yeah, for yeah. him. They go right round the whole of his calf. <laughs> they, they call them greaves. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yes, the full yes. greave. <laughs> I like Desai's. They have the little small um, shin pads, like children's shin pads. What Desai's to wear. I'd like to know how does Costa get away with his socks down by his ankles? Because when that used to happen, the referee would come up and say. Get your socks up there. Would you kick you him? You can't do that. Would you kick I him? Think the referee could do what he wants. This is the ref. <laughs> he's not going to kick the referee back, is he? <laughs> um, I've got Courtois outstanding. Joseph gets it right in terms of selection again. Mm. Four world-class saves in the PSG match, which uh, kept us in the tie. Um, Have you noticed how the media are now giving Courtois a man of the match every time, even if we win substantially, just as a slight to Chelsea to say... If it weren't for Courtois, oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, but why have the media? Well, tell price. me, what is the reason the media have got it in for us so much? Is it because they all don't like Mourinho? They don't like his attitude? Is it they just don't like the club? Because, you know, I was listening to to six oh six on the radio five, and some chap just a Sheffield Wednesday fan came in and said and said uh, we all hate Chelsea. The only reason well, the reason Chelsea have ever had any success is because they've had somebody spending a lot of money on them. And you want to go, well, there are several thousand examples of people having money spent on them who don't Excuse actually... Excuse me, did the Moore's family achieve. ever put any money into Liverpool? Oh, no, indeed. indeed. Back indeed. in the days indeed. when they used to be successful. Yeah, indeed. And yeah. Even the, in the Arsenal in the 1930s, they yeah. poached Herbert Chapman from Huddersfield with an right. enormous backhander and mm. got him in, then bought all the best players. It's, it, uh, it's, 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 it's Yeah, there's a difference between spending and spending wisely. Indeed. I mean, if you look at Arsenal, they have plenty of money. Like, when was the last time... Um, they won anything. They won a league. Well, I mean, they won that small little... Oh, trophy. yeah, yeah, they won the trophy last year, yeah. <laughs> Do you know where the Moors... Yeah, it's a rubbish the trophy. The we don't want that one, anyway. Mm. I rather like it. Anyway, the Moors family are one really of the bad. oldest moneyed families in Liverpool. Mm. They get they can date back to probably the late 1700s. Really? Because there was lots of money in Liverpool from uh, all, the, all the, the, the boats coming down the, um, the Mersey. Well, these were more the triangle that went from Liverpool to Africa to the Caribbean and America. Yeah. Well, and then back them. over to England. Was it um, sugar cane? Is that where they got? They brought in? sugar cane back, and then they took textiles down to Africa, and then people across to the Americas. Oh, I wonder why they did that. One million people carried on Liverpool-owned ships oh, across the Atlantic. That's interesting to know. There was which is two thirds of the slaves taken in British slips, ships to the Americas. There was oh. a company and crew exported a steam engine through Liverpool docks to India once a month for a hundred years. Now that's good business, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're sort of digressing a bit. Mourinho, Sorry, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what, no, but, but no, I think we were yeah. still we were still pertinent. But you, we were the still first thing about that hatred, where, where, yeah, money, where people got money. Yeah, but why from. people don't like Chelsea was actually the question. It was originally, right. yeah, but we, we, we moved off a little bit. I think it is because of Mourinho in a way that he 
because we all love Mourinho because he's hilarious, but I think other supporters do probably wish they had a manager that was as funny as him. I mean, Van Gaal was quite embarrassing with his uh, stats about the long ball and whatnot against West Ham. Wenger's never been fun to talk about anything. And, and Pellegrini's just dull. Yeah. Yeah. His eyebrows is about all of I, don't, I don't think he's got a great knowledge of the of the English language yet, Pellegrini. I think when he's a bit more, give him a couple more years, and he'll be. A bit he's a bit. More, he's a bit where Ranieri was for yeah, a little time. Yeah, well, no, yeah. He, he, Ranieri was was ludicrous with his attempts. You've got to, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to give him a. Even his program though, he's yeah, been ghost written, still didn't make sense. It still makes sense. No, yeah, but don't forget, he had, he had Dennis Wise winding him up, didn't he, and teaching him <laughs> the wrong words. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about Ranieri though was he was always very merry about everything, wasn't yeah. he, and jolly about substituting Zola in nearly every game at 70 minutes, regardless <laughs> of what the score was. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Ranieri, I think. And bringing on Yukanovic. Yeah, Yukanovic and, mm. um, and uh, Kiki De Lucas were two of the players <laughs> that uh, De Lucas I was done with. probably the him. worst ever acquisition that the club made. Well, no, nobody well, knew whether he, was, whether he was bought or whether I he know, was loaned. He was officially <laughs> whether he just appeared. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not what the people who sold him to us claimed. <laughs> he, what, he was Espanol and just learned to us for a season and ended up. He scored one goal in a qualifier, maybe, or something like that. Do you think the stick is. for Cahill at the moment is justified or should we get off his back? Oh, definitely get off his back. I can't believe that because one game on New Year's Day, people start being a guy here and then because of the thing against PSG as well, Cahill's been brilliant for us all season and a couple of you know little mistakes and people all over him. I just One thing has been a catalyst for everyone who's been critical of but, the but, time. But he must, there must be something wrong in that he's not playing all the time and he's a substitute and he's yeah, been, and doesn't mean we should get his back. Yeah, and Jose can see what it is, whatever it is, but we still shouldn't be on his back. About it, we should definitely get off his back. But he has had a dip in form, and I think it's to do with something to do with getting whacked on the head twice in two successive games before Christmas. Oh, I remember you mentioned and that. And he yeah, hasn't yeah, really come good back point, from that actually, problem. Yeah. Yeah. But can these injuries whether it's confidence like that, or whether it's yeah. actually a physical thing? I don't know. But and, and it's also the fact that Zuma's there to be played, and Zuma needs to play. Yeah. And to develop, you can't have three no, that's central true. defenders playing. That's true. And I but suppose if one of them is injured, then Izuma recently yeah. comes in. I have to say, I've got, we've avoided JT in this. I think JT has been immaculate. Oh, uh, uh, it's going to be a great season. Great season, completely great season. Very, very understated, but just there at the right time and doing the right thing every time. But why wouldn't, why wouldn't you rotate Zuma and Cahill? Why wouldn't you rotate Czech and, and, and Courtois? Yeah, that's a good point. Keep them fresh. Right. Why not? Right. All the courtois are in such Part four's way. coming up, and uh, it's the racist behaviour on the Metro before the game, so we'll be uh, discussing that. And um, uh, I think what I say now is um, I'm spinning it out a bit because there's a few seconds to go, and it's probably see you then in the next part. What do you think? <laughs> see you later. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Oh, yes! Footballfancast.com. Uh, welcome back. I'm Jonathan <laughs> Kidd. Um, uh, you're watching or even listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And uh, uh, here's, uh, here's something on Twitter. Great to see Jake Cohen on the Chelsea Fancast tonight. Chelsea HQ, do you know them? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm um, very happy to be here. And uh, real quick, I just want to say thanks. To, I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, Monyaki Moikangoa. Yeah. And he put uh, us together. You know, he's from uh, South Africa, I believe. You know, I'm from America. He has a host from London. And uh, it's just a testament to how amazing, you know, the global Chelsea community is. Isn't it? That they can Phenomenal. just make connections like that. Isn't so, that I mean, brilliant. I couldn't be happy to be here. Mm. 
I agree. It's one of the things about the fan cast, actually. I'm just always amazed at yeah, the it's uh, people who listen to it and watch it. Is, uh, all around the world. It's incredible. All around the world. It's absolutely it is incredible. superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, CFC 1905, uh, 2012. Um, Sophie Rose certainly has looked better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Darren tried his best, but, uh, you know. In comes his hair. Yeah, and do your shirt, yes, yes. <laughs> Possibly not. Um, we've had that one before, good. Uh, so I good one. do this one again, hold on. Yeah, do that one again. JDK works. What was that, the nice shirt? Darren Darren good to see Darren back on. Yeah, well Thank done you. again. Yeah. The nice shirt, um, Darren, as well. Here's a good one, Grocery <laughs> Jack. Um, Clive O'Connell, oh, it's gone off. Clive O'Connell, um, fine show, giving me food for thought for, for TPS. Plagiarism. The podding shed. shed. Yes. My goodness me. Yeah, plagiarism. Nick it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. I've nicked it from somewhere else. Work before um, it'll work again. Yeah. Right. Chidge nicked it from Nick Chidge nicks it every week. Um, <laughs> and here's one from Clive O'Connell. Oh. Having a wonderful time on Chelsea Fancast, hosted by Jonathan Kidd. Yeah. It's you. It oh, is. Like Good show, show you, Jonathan. Good stuff. Um, right. And uh, quick Mixler, quick look at Mixler. Who's 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 having a go here? Um, 75 new chat messages since I last looked. So I better it's going make, well. Yes, it's going quite well. I better make more of an effort. Um, Oscar is a great tackler, says Debs. Yeah, we agree. Yeah. We said that. Um, he's having a nightmare season, says Mr. Dot McKay. Hmm. Um, uh, Oscar needs to get back on the score sheet soon. Yeah, says JD Work. Um, Tony Glover, I would consider Cahill at DM. He'd be a good Makaleli type breaker of rhythm. Well, the other lot well, I can't even mention. Um, Wow, so it's let's slag off players night. Ha <laughs> ha, says Andy Silverman. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, oh, uh, Teasel says the atmosphere at the bridge was lethargic for the Burnley game. Mm. Um, I suppose it was a bit at the beginning. wasn't much to cheer about, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I thought we were so all over them, though, in the mm, Burnley yeah, game. Yeah, well, that, that was the problem. It was too comfortable. And the team was too comfortable, and the crowd was too comfortable, and the whole thing was too comfortable. Until the fowls started flying. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. JK. Yes, Chich. You know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly? Oh, yes. Oh. Well, I think I found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN, and it allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds great. How do they do that? Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great, but uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I'm forgetting this and moving on. Oh, now Andy Silverman said something. The atmosphere at Burnley was nervous. With so many press watching, we were scared to even sing some songs. 
That's a very good mm. point in, in case they might have been misinterpreted. I don't think that stops Chelsea fans, though. Do yeah, you? I don't think it does. But uh, good ideas, Andy. Um, and uh, JDK works six. I think we might be having problems because we aren't playing the same back five every match. Still a Czech Courtois swap. Same with Cahill, Zuma and Lewis Aspi. Need them all playing together week in, week out. They're a really solid unit. Yeah, but then we'd be playing with 14 aside. <laughs> so uh, I don't think that's quite going to work. Um, the media like Chelsea. They do all those anti-Chelsea articles because it sells, says Mr. Dot Mackey. Well, they like them in that way, but it, it's good if they hate them, though. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm falling behind all the different posts here. Uh, we've got 15 minutes to go, and I want to get on to the, uh, the events in the Metro. Um, oh, Tyler Lockman. Hello, fancast. Listening while eating cereal before my game. Well, that's good to know. Thank you. Um, what is it, a game of chess or something? Hey, uh, what game yeah. is that? Perhaps you could uh, you post it and tell us. I wouldn't, as well. eat, yeah. I wouldn't see, eat cereal before it must the game be the myself. Morning. It must be no. the morning where they are, where Tyler is. Anyway, um, we're just dedicating this part to the, uh, the dreadful scenes in the Paris Metro last week, which of course have become international news, which is still rumbling on, have drawn the club through the mud again, encouraging many people in the media, of course, to revive the John Terry incident, branding all Chelsea supporters racist. And I think the club have reacted wonderfully with the swift condemnation yeah, of the incident yeah. and their attempts to identify all of the culprits and then ban them. Um, of course, everyone who's been identified is denied being involved, and my assessment of the footage is the only obvious culprit was the, uh, the guy pushing the victim out of the carriage. I don't know what, what's your view of this. Did, have, you, have you seen all that, the that's, footage? That's yeah. pretty hard yeah. to argue with. I mean, the yeah, others that's saying, the, well, I that was singing. shot from the side anyway, wasn't yeah. it? So, um, but... Uh, uh, I, I, I hadn't seen anybody else involved particularly. Was that? I, I, I think it'll be hard to prove for some of them. Yeah. Yeah. But also they've all come up and denied it, haven't they? The yeah. the, the Millfield boy in the middle, the schoolboy, has said that he wasn't involved in the singing and he was just there. And uh, and similarly, the policeman, the ex-policeman, has said that he he's not a racist and he and he, he would like time to explain what was going on. And even there was some chap who appeared on um, LBC, was it, or, or Radio Five, saying uh, everybody got the context wrong. No, which, which I failed to understand what, think, what that was about. Right, what it was, I believe, is the Northern Irish policeman was saying he's not allowed to come out and say his side of things yet whilst it's still going through legal proceedings. He's not allowed to uh, for whatever reason. I think that is law, but I don't really know enough about it. He's an ex-copper. An ex-copper. The other guy that said about the context, what they're saying is that it was a different carriage that was singing a song to ones that pushed him. They're saying it wasn't the same. You can't. All you can oh, see. They're, is oh, they're saying it out. came from the, the, the singing was coming from a different. It was clearly carriage. racist singing. No one's denying but that. Was from that. a different carriage. But he's the saying pushing that they weren't that wasn't singing. the case at all, though, was it, Clive? From what you well, saw. From what I saw, and also remember, there was a guy with his phone filming it, and he seemed mm. to be saying that it was coming from the people who pushed. Yeah. Mm. And that that evidence would rather trump any. It um, looks it. I agree, but because you can only see it from down the platform, yeah. you see the hand going out and whatnot. And also, the foot, hasn't the footage been edited for the, uh, to go on various um, that, news programmes? That's the dilemma as well. I don't know what we're really... I mean, they get a here. consultant lip reader in, I suppose. Yes, the, which Perhaps. they probably would yeah. do. Um, my, 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 my criticism of the whole thing is that, is that I'm not actually surprised by it at all because um, every away trip we go on, there, are, there is always this, this preening... Um, uh, anti-foreign behaviour uh, ev everywhere. Is that what they call racism? 
No, it's it's, no, it's, a, it's a different aspect. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the kind of a German it, bomber song. It's, it's, that yeah, it's comes the xenophobic. Yeah. It's the xenophobic aspect of it yeah. that is always there, and it's obviously not picking particularly on on um, uh, black people as this this uh, this was the case. Maybe it's because he was French. And uh, what, what do you mean the um, the, uh, the guy that couldn't get on the train? Suleiman. He was a, a French black man. Suleiman, yes. So. Well, well, a French man. A French, yes, he, indeed. Well, oh, so, sorry. What you're saying is that yes, they, they were just being. It wasn't actually. A, they were being racist I, about. French. Yeah, they were being except, racist because except because he's a foreigner. Ex than, except the, the song. The song, yeah, the song gives, we're racist about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the trouble. Well, that could have been about French people as well. But also, the other, oh, no, I'm not making excuses for them. They're nearly always completely fueled by alcohol. But you know, it, yeah. I mean, how many times have we, have I, have you been in a in a, a train and been embarrassed by the some poor woman being subjected to some kind of, yes. of um, uh, English aggro um, purely for being a foreigner, purely for being in the same space I, I as, a, as a football fan. I remember being on a train similar to that, a, a, a game away at Juventus about five years ago, I think it was, maybe six, with, uh, with Stuart Norman, the part-time podcaster. He's, he's not even part-time anymore. Um, and there was a, a woman wanted to come on the train that we were on. So we cleared a space and we dusted down the seat for her and made her sit down. So it can be done. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was March 2009. <laughs> I think it was 2009, yes, five years ago. Mm. So nearly six, six years nearly ago. Nearly six. Now. And she was Italian? Yes, yeah, she was local. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's your Italian? Was it any good? Were you communicating? You're good at Latin. Don't, aren't do, you? don't do Italian. I thought you did Latin. Yeah, yeah, do a bit yeah. of Spanish, do a bit of Portuguese, yeah. but don't do Italian. But I think, I think what we've got to debate, though, is, is, is the fact that um, the. the I'm, I'm in, it'd be intrigued just to see how much media there is for now when, we, when we're away as to whether we are absolutely followed, uh, whether it becomes a kind of, of media fest. There will just be people it, following every group of, of Chelsea fans. It, it will be, and it's going to get very, very yeah. intensive. Yeah. And people have just got to behave. But, what, got but, to, they, to but they'll be in, they will try and wind them up, though. It'll be like of some course. dreadful um, uh, you know, TV... What you call it? Show um, reality show. Yeah. They'll try and get them to react. It'll it'll be a, what you mean by being charged by the gendarme with batons and tears. Well, no, but in a, in a, they'll 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 yeah. there'll be somebody there'll be an agent provo provocateur involved. There'll but be somebody there trying to get them to react to it so they can film them. We and don't, it'll make front page. We news. don't have to wait till we next go abroad. You see what happened yesterday with West Ham fans going mm, to yeah. Tottenham. We're going to get this Sunday yeah. unless people are just careful and sensible. We just do not need it at the moment. We don't want to be talking about referees. We certainly don't want to be talking about this. We don't we want, want to get on to talk word. about football. Absolutely. There's no reason to use it, even if they use it, which I personally find extremely wrong. But I'm also be intrigued to it. see how much this, because there's video footage of the, of the, um, of the West Ham business, yeah. isn't there? Singing a song, I have to say that I've heard us sing. Yeah, it's been yeah. sung it's, by, it's, it, for, for, for by years Arsenal, and years and years by everybody. By everybody. But is this? Are we going to see this in the same way that we saw the? Uh, um, we, we saw this the incident in the metro, or is it? Is, oh, is absolutely. Somehow, is, they'll be is, throwing is the it out. It, well, it ought to be because it's, it's as equally racist. Oh, absolutely! And everybody with a camera phone who happens to be caught on a train will be videoing Chelsea supporters oh, and no. waiting. No, for I'm, them I'm, to more, sing I'm more interested in the, um, in particularly in the oh. West Ham, in the West Ham thing, as to whether yeah. this is going to be on the front page of the papers as well. Um, because it, because it, it, it's it's not dealing with a, with um, it specifically it is absolutely yeah. racist but it's 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 is it's uh, uh, is, has it been on the website yeah. oh, right, right, right. it's been up in the place it's not being given the same amount of publicity as what happened in Paris um, 
I don't think anti-Semitism and homophobia no, or uh, misogyny actually that's scored exactly the same what I was about to say. One of the most disgusting things that came out in the last week or so were those fan, fans from various football clubs who have come out with things like rent boys racists. Yes, uh, yes. I'm sorry, I find no, no, that absolutely yeah. offensive. I agree completely. I also found totally offensive the behaviour of all 3,000 or whatever it was Liverpool fans who just had homophobic chants going throughout the game and nothing was said or done no, about no, no, them. No. Nothing was said by the television commentators or anything. No, there are complete double standards about that. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. What's your view, Jacob? Um, I would say, you know, double standards are not. I actually don't mind, um, you know, this, this constant coverage um, of, you know, those racist individuals. You know, I hesitate to characterize them even as Chelsea fans because what they are is they're racist hiding behind football tribalism. So, I mean, I don't mind. I think most, you know, rational people realize that, you know, 99 percent of people well, you hope like that, aren't yeah. racist um you know chelsea fan man U fan arsenal fan rugby fans cricket fans um what have you so personally i don't mind it you know i hope these people get named they get shamed um you know hope they get punished i hope they're you know exiled from society just because that's despicable human behavior um that i mean i don't know i'm still trying to wrap my head around it so I'm, yeah i mean I, I honestly don't mind it because you know we know Chelsea fans, you know, by well, and these are just cowards. It, you you make one very good point. Is in my experience, the people I've met in my life, you're more likely to get racist, anti-Semite rugby supporters than you are football supporters. <laughs> but they are not so vocal about it when they're en masse. When you speak to them one-on-one, on one, they're much more likely to come out with nonsense like that. But the real problem is that the many get dragged down to the level of the few. Yeah. Uh, but I think we should condemn those people who say, who, who will make these sweeping statements that everybody is a racist. Absolutely. Um, as a consequence of this, I think there is, there is, there is, there is, there is, yeah, there is. But they all bag it whenever they can. We had it when we beat Spurs 4-2 away in the year. We were in King's Cross mm. in the pub afterwards, and this guy kept saying to us, "You're all racist because John Terry's racist." My mum was like, "How can you say that?" And this Tottenham fan just wouldn't stop saying that repeatedly. "You're all racist because John Terry's racist." That was his whole argument. It was because of the whole Terry thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, so I suppose he's saying, he's saying we support him. But they were doing it before, that's what I'm saying, so they're going to say it again now, because that's what they were saying last time. Yeah. Um, anyway, the club's reaction has been exemplary, uh, especially the press conference from Steve Atkins and Jose, and um, the club have offered to invite the victim to Chelsea for a game and their hospitality. And he turned it down. And uh, he's done that, hasn't he? Yes, that's right. Um, he's doing a lot of things. He's not travelling on the Metro either. At the yeah, because uh, Chelsea Casas' campaign raised £2,000. They raised the £2,000 in 48 hours. Mm. I'd like to know what happened to the... Two thousand pounds. What's that? What's it? Perhaps they all had a had a good drink. Um, yeah, fantastic banner, black and white, raw blue. Brilliant, completely completely brilliant. Um, um, and of course, there's Oliver Reed's campaign, not the uh, the famous drinker. Um, <laughs> Ex drinker. Facebook group. Chelsea fans against. Yes, well, dead dead yeah. drinker. Um, Gone to join, join George Best in the sky. <laughs> the great distiller in the sky. Yes. Um, Chelsea fans against racism. Um, 1,500 members in two days, and uh, 1,501 because I joined just before I came here. You have um, to be on Facebook, and I'm not young, I'm not old, uh, young enough for that. Um, I've lied. I've said oh, I'm okay. younger than you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, there's a re there's, uh, there's um, uh, yes, there uh, the, the, the question. That's right. Yeah, fantastic T-shirt. Really see blue. Brilliant. Is that? Um, that's not through the club shop, is it? That's a separate, uh, that's a private one, isn't it, that one? Um, 
Uh, yeah, press reaction. Yeah, I've got. Um, I think. I think well, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got. Well, this the, the press reaction. I think we've talked about that really. Putting, but um, photos of the subjects on the front page. I mean, Chidge has suggested that's out of order, but. Uh, um, it is when you don't know which ones have. No, we, we, we debated that. We debated that. I mean, I think the major thing is is the guy doing all the pushing of the guy yeah. out. You can honestly say is pretty much guilty in this instance because um, um, I mean, I think his argument was that. Uh, the, the carriage was full, but um, I don't think you normally behave like that to anybody who's trying to get in, particularly in the London Underground. Like even this evening, somebody wedged in. I didn't go, oi, get out, and push him out. So It's not so much the press reaction, it's the reaction of every Z-list celebrity. I think it was Little yeah. Mix came out with a statement <laughs> on it. I don't know who Little Mix are, but I'm very pleased they've spoken. Were they, what, were they, what, were they, what was their attitude? Was they, they were very anti the whole thing. Very anti the whole thing. Um, just to, just to, before we, we go, we've got two minutes to go. Um, uh, there was an, an unsavoury side to the away trip with French policing, CS spray and batons used on Chelsea supporters queuing to get in with no obvious provocation. Um, women, children and elderly supporters were attacked. Hundreds missed the kickoff. Many left not wanting to get caught up in it. And this happens every time in Paris and other European aways. Um, Certain other European ways. It doesn't. It happens in Spain. It happens in Italy. It doesn't happen in Germany. Denmark, no, that's or, very true. That's but very is that down to racism as well? But in, in, um, well, it's in a or sense. Just xenophobia. Say, it's, well, it's the same xenophobia. It's down yeah. to. It's down to suspecting that every Engli English fan is a hooligan. Mm. Um, but that's one of the reasons. In fact, it's the main reason why I didn't go this year because at the end of last year was constantly being harassed by these. Uh, um, what are they? I can't remember the name. CRS. They're, they're, they're just. They're people. They've got in from the. From, yeah. the, uh, from outside, they're not actually in Paris because they're looking for a reaction. And, uh, and the, the dreadful way that you're, pen, you're penned in at, at um, PSG. So even when you're going out, you go out and then you've got a little door to go through. So it, it's, it's prehistoric. And once you get into this next big area, there's another little door to go through. So 3,000 of you having to push to get out at the end. And then you come outside and they're all the, the riot police again, banging their shields or you know, in this instance, spraying people. It's disgraceful. And uh, if anybody was taking, the club are taking it seriously, if anybody watching was caught up in it, please e email witness statements to customer.services at chelseafc.com. So, um, next part, um, it's Jake Cohen and financial fair play. And uh, I think that's going to be very interesting indeed. So, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you in the next part. Thanks very much. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, Chelsea Fancast. Um, uh, I'm Jonathan Kidd. You're watching, you've been listening to um, the Chelsea Fancast. What has Mixler got to say? Uh, Tony Glover. Right, enjoyed popping in. I've got to warm up the valves to do the potting shed. Um, dust down the microphones, point the aerial to the sky, record a potting shed. Cheers, everyone. Enjoy the chat, and well done to Fancraft's crew. Very enjoyable. Watch, listen. Thank you, Tony. Very nice. Keep pedalling, keep pedalling. Keep pedalling, yeah. Because he's got one of those old yeah, sets, hasn't he? Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As valves, this is the valves, as he, as he said. Um, uh, uh, Debs, I missed the last 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes of the game. At, and uh, thanks for the photos, Debs. Really lovely of you. 
um, stuck outside, one poor lad blinded by gas, funneled into single file. Absolutely, that's the setup there. Absolutely disgraceful. You spent all that money to go there um, and money for the tickets. It's, it's appalling behaviour. Um, uh, she's emailed the club and the SFS, SF, SFF. Um, Amanda Jacks wants info as well. Uh, Yarin has appeared, and Yarin's been at work. Yarin um, Levy, Levi, Levi. Sophie not there today. No! Look, can you see? Which, where is she? Look, she's not here. Um, um, no Chidge or Sophie? No, unfortunately, no. No, we're doing our best. Um, uh, 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 I knew about Chidge. I thought Sophie would be back today. No, she's in Shoreditch working. She's going to try and be there, he'll be here next week. But sure. uh, she probably, yeah, the trouble is she's probably asleep, knowing her after the work. Anyway, um, it's the weight. No, I won't shut up. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 that was wrong. That was wrong, wasn't it wrong? Sorry about that. Anyway, back to the script, yes. Anyway, all the way from the USA, lawyer Jake Cohen, expert on financial fair play. So, Jake, all the way from Boston. I wish I would, I'd been to, I'd love to go to Boston. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, Boston. I've spent years and years there. Well, I remember you going to Boston. No, I remember. I remember you going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a period when we were, went to away games and then you disappeared and you said, I'm going to Boston. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, straight in, what actually is FFP and how does it work? Well, tell everybody out there. Yeah, in a nutshell, basically what it boils down to is that a club can't spend more than it earns. Um, it originates uh, from the club licensing system, which is... Uh, a series of you know regulations and procedures that UEFA implemented back in 2004, um, and it covers everything. Um, basically, you know, it covers everything from um, you know cleaning clean sanitation facilities all the way to ensuring a competent IT staff. And every single club in order to remain eligible for domestic God, I didn't know that. competent IT, you have to do that as part of it. You do, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of regulations that clubs have to adhere to. Um, if they want to remain eligible for domestic and UEFA competitions. And UEFA is sort of an offshoot on that. It was announced in 2009, it was implemented in 2011, and as we just saw, um, I think in like last April or May, um, the first sanctions uh, came down to. But really what it all boils down to is that you can't spend more than you earn. And what UEFA is trying to do there is, you know, ensure that um, the financial health of European football is safeguarded, and they've had they have had some success. Losses are down, of course. Revenues are up, so that helps as well. Um, and they also um, want to ensure competitive balance. Um, UEFA has since backed off that statement and said, "No, it's not about competitive balance um, because, in reality, what financial fair play does, it doesn't ensure competitive balance. What it actually does is ensures the status quo and prevents, you know, would-be wealthy owners from injecting, you know, millions, hundreds of millions of pounds um, into a football club like we saw with Chelsea, PSG, Manchester City. And so, what it does, you know, it just prevents." Um, you know, new clubs from entering, you know, this elite group of, you know, well-established European clubs, and it just ensures that these same clubs are going to be competing year in and year out for trophies, both domestically and abroad. And fortunately, Chelsea is part of that elite group. And how is Chelsea doing at the moment with FFP? Um, you know, really, really well. You know, Chelsea's not really about compliance anymore. It's about maximizing resources. And what that means is Chelsea has massive resources, probably, you know, top five or six in the world. And so what Chelsea has done rather ingeniously 
is they've turned their youth uh, development program into a veritable loan army where they can basically get paid to watch their young stars develop online. But aren't, aren't there some people who, who are uh, um, attempting to unravel that and they don't approve of that, even though it's, it's obviously complying and they think it's somehow gaining an advantage? I mean, it absolutely is gaining an advantage, um, but, you know, it's within it's the within current the, rules. Within the, yeah. And, you know, if there are new you know, loan regulations implemented, then I think Chelsea will be able to pivot very well. But, you know, Chelsea is working within the regulations and they've done very, very, very well. I see that Thorgan Hazard has just been sold for eight million. Has he? Yeah. So was it eight? They didn't announce it, I don't think. Yeah. Was it eight? Yeah. Yeah, it's news to me. I haven't been uh, on Twitter or anything. But, yeah, I mean, in that case, you know, I think what they bought him, I think it was a throw-in, basically. You know, they just bought him over because his brother was there. And, I mean, I don't know what he's cost, but it hasn't been anywhere near $8 million. No, no. Um, so it's a tremendous return on your investment. Yeah, as was ultimately Scherler, as has been all these mm. players, as was mm. Absolutely. Salah, Even so. Lukaku we made money on. Oh, yeah. David Luiz, we sort of did, but then Matic buying him back counted that so way. So how are we comparing with other clubs? I don't understand. So City got, um, um, uh, they weren't fined, were they? They, were, they, had, a, they had players deducted from the, from the European they pool, did. didn't they? Yeah, as, yeah. City as, has had some sanctions. I think... I don't think it ever came out that their sponsorship deals, I think that's what's been wildly reported. They've been lumped in with PSG for sort of artificially boosting their commercial revenue. But in Manchester City's case, I don't think it was ever proven that uh, the the Etihad deal, which is closely looked at, I don't think that was um, considered, um, you know, like a shady deal by UEFA. I think they just spent too much money. Um, but now with Manchester City's commercial revenue is exploding with the new Premier League uh, broadcasting deal, um, with all these commercial partnerships uh, Manchester City has, you know, they basically farmed out their brand to New York, to Australia, I think like in France now as well. I think Manchester is really going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. I think it'll be Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United from here on out. Wow, how interesting it is that. So how, do, how, do, um, how does Real Madrid get away with it? I, 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 I never, their finances, is, they, is that from... Um, uh, the government seem to just give them money, don't they? Lord? Yeah, there is a question about state aid. Um, However, you know, Manchester City, they're just, you know, a commercial power. They earn lots and lots of commercial revenues. I think Manchester United is going to overtake them as the top earner. But for the past 10 years, Manchester, uh, sorry, Real Madrid has been the top earning football club on the planet. Um, their broadcasting deal um, is similarly gigantic as is Barcelona's. However, the, um, the Spanish League's broadcasting deal is now going to be collectively negotiated, kind of like how the Premier League does where how the Premier League's broadcasting deal is negotiated, where it's sort of everybody gets rich. In Spain, it's really only Real Madrid and Barcelona getting rich off the TV money. So now what um, La Liga is going to do is they're, they're going to negotiate collectively. And um, I asked uh, Esteve Calzada, who's the former uh, chief marketing officer in Barcelona, I asked him on Twitter, you know, what do you think is going to happen with Real Madrid and Barcelona? And He's of the mind that it's going to benefit everybody. Of course, it's going to benefit the smaller clubs more, but he thinks that Barcelona and Real Madrid are still going to see gigantic broadcasting revenue. So Real Madrid is in a very, very good situation. Um, what, what wasn't the, the aim? Is there still the likelihood that, that teams would ultimately want to negotiate their own broadcasting deals? Uh, and despite the huge amounts of money that they're getting from from Sky and, and, and BT from, from uh, yeah. because, they, because they, they would be seen to then make even more money 
Is, is this is this a likelihood? Do you, do you uh, think? No, no, I, I don't think um, that will happen at all. And actually, I think it strengthens the Premier League. That's the reason why they're or one of the reasons why the Premier League is so strong is because they're a unified group. You know, they bargain collectively, yeah, right, um, right, right, right. and you know, Sky is going to pay you know ten million pounds for you know Manchester United, Chelsea, but they're also going to pay ten million pounds for Burnley, Stoke. Yes. So I mean. <laughs> You know, it just raises the level of talent. Like, the more money you make, the better players you can buy. And, you know, having, you know, this massive Premier League broadcasting deal, far more than any other um, domestic league on the planet, is just going to raise the talent level of the Premier League. I think most superstars, unless they're going to play for Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Manchester, uh, Real Madrid, they want to play in the Premier League. And I think that. The new broadcast. Is that because they're going to make so much more money than than, than playing? Right. Yeah. Else. Of course. But even though at Bayern you can still make the same amount of money. But, For sure. But but it, it, I presume a, a lesser player is still going to make much more playing in the Premier League than uh, than he would anywhere else Absolutely. in the rest of uh, of Europe. Yeah. Can I so, ask Jake a question? Yeah, of course. Please if, get in there. Is it, um, I, I'm I just one of the um, homegrown players' quotas is, is is part of the same UEFA requirement as the, as the FFP. How is because Chelsea? I mean, you're saying Chelsea are okay as regards FFP, right? But um, what about quotas of homegrown players? We seem to be a bit light on in, certainly English-born. I mean, we've got several that qualify through the you know so many years with the club prior to the age of 21. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's um, has to do with financial fair play, but I do know that um, with regards to I think the UEFA A squad, you're required to have X amount of homegrown yeah, players, yeah. and if you don't have the requisite homegrown players, you just lose a spot. Which I think you know. So that's not connected with FFP at all, then. Okay, it's not. It's, it's, but, but, I presume it must be just connected with your ability to qualify for a yeah. competition. With, with, with the European Union freedom of movement and services, it means that you can bring in kids at the age of 14 yeah. or whatever. And a lot. Of, if you look at the youth team now, there are a lot of people coming in at a young age there are. signed up from wherever and that means they're homegrown players. Isn't that what Fabregas said with Arsenal? Barcelona yeah. couldn't sign him on a contract because his age and Arsenal could say. Yeah. He was treated as a homegrown player. He joined yeah. Arsenal at 17, he was there till. Mm. Well, yeah, because so uh, he, he did his three years prior to 21, so yeah. he was a homegrown player. I think that's yeah, what it is. Barcelona weren't allowed to sign him yeah. when Arsenal were there. So in terms of our transfer policy at Chelsea, we, we, does that mean that we, um, if we bought somebody for an enormous fee, we would have to be working out how we would make the money back from that fee in a way that we never did before. We can't just then purchase somebody. We have to then work out that, well, if you sell two other players, that'll pay for that. Is, it, is this more um, the case than ever no, before? No, I don't or think or it's strictly okay. that Chelsea needs um, to sell in order to buy. I think Chelsea's plenty of wiggle room with regards to It just seems to be play. the case at the moment. We've, we've done some very good business, mm. right. and we've seemed to have... Of, of balance the books, which mm. uh, I felt was was it necessary? I know we're trying to. The club is trying to um, uh, to not have any debt at all, isn't it? The club is trying to be just without, without, yeah, yeah, that's exactly the word I was looking for. Yes, uh, two words. We're all becoming like Arsenal supporters with spreadsheets, though, aren't we? <laughs> it's worrying. I don't want that. Well, if you but if you look, I think you, you mentioned this to me in your in your email. We have um, the chairman is an American lawyer. Right. The newest right. board members are Russian financial expert right. Marina uh, Granovskaya, and the latest executive hire is the co-founder of a Wall Street private equity firm, Christian Persler. Right. So I think they've all got their balance sheets out actually. And if anything to go by with Brentford or anything to go by in this Danish club, it's all going to be done via um, um, uh, digital assessment of uh, of players. 
um, abilities on the pitch, where, where their their energy peaks and where their where their um, so contribution. Yeah, all these kids playing FIFA 15 will be football managers. Yeah, that's exactly what well, well, that'll be happening soon. But nobody, I think he's done. That's why Brentford have done so well, and this is why Brentford are quite happy to get rid of the. Uh, um, the manager, because they're going to get somebody Warburton. in who's and you're Burton. They're going to get in. Um, uh, uh, forget the, the chaps that the guy, the owner, Brentford owner, owner is a. Uh, you know everything. I'll just I'll say things and you just into. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the Brentford players. Which one are No, he's a he's a gambler, isn't he? He's a, that's what he does. He's he made all his to, money yeah, out of betting like, uh, and playing percentages, things, yeah. and it's just uh, and so and that Warburton that may be the way it goes as well. It'll it'll everything we run run from stats and uh, yeah, city trader gambler same thing yeah. no, no sorry, Burnham sorry. was a gambler Warburton was a city trader yeah. the manager is a city trader the owner is a gambler yeah. or he set up his own gambling same plan. business though yeah definitely and just just on the point of uh, like <laughs> spreadsheet warriors I think uh, Chelsea is markedly different from Arsenal and that Arsenal is run as a for-profit company Chelsea is run as a four trophies company and so there's a huge difference I like that I like that, that's I like right. that I think that's really good a huge difference in how Arsenal does business and how Arsenal finance aficionados. Well, of course, that makes sense, that, doesn't it? Because right, they like, hardly win any trophies. It makes zero yeah. sense to root for a company to earn profit. It makes all the sense in the world to want your club to earn as much as it can so it can spend as much as it can because it's just pro it's a proven but fact that the more you spend, the better chances you have at success. And also and the more for PR exercise. Exactly. If you're going to win trophies, you're going to have the global audience is going to expand and the money will come come in further from this new audience yeah. you've discussed. Absolutely. And you know, as Chelsea fans, you know, we want our club to have the best chances to succeed, you know, and for better or for worse in this, you know, hyper money driven global landscape, you know, earning money um, is more likely not gonna lead to success. So I think that's why there's been this increased push um, to sort of understand the financial parts of it. So, but are City doing um, better in terms of um, uh, uh, global interest from, from other fans? Is that, is that, has that been their major? I mean, uh, their uh, commercial uh, revenue is higher than Chelsea's. I mean, how have they managed to do that so quickly? Is that because of the initial injection of such a huge um, amount? Yeah, I mean, a lot of their investments from the Middle East and, uh. you know, it could have to do with ownership, but I don't think UEFA has come down on them for that. Um, but yeah, you know, they have the Satellite Club in Australia. Satellite Club in New York and MLS. Um, they just, I think, agreed to a deal with uh, Kurt Zuma's old club in France. You know, Same Chelsea has the Vitesse thing, but that's more of a development thing as opposed to a commercial thing. Yes. But, you know, as Chelsea continues to globalize, um, you know, they take regular tours to the United States, regular tours to Asia. I think they just built like nine or ten soccer schools in Asia. And, mm. you know, if you plant that flag now, you might not see. Um, you know, tons of fans just flock to Chelsea immediately, but in the long term, I think it's really going to benefit the club. If um, will it have an effect on redeveloping Stamford Bridge? Uh, no, you know, fortunately, um, infrastructure expenses are exempt from the FFP calculation, so Chelsea should be free. Because I suppose yes, that's your that's like it's a, it's um, uh, with your tax, it's your you're developing your club, so it's it's right. it, it's in fact it's it's of benefit to do that, isn't it? But it's not going to be involved in yeah in yeah. I definitely don't think UEFA wants to stifle you know no, development stuff and community absolutely. programs yeah, and, and safety in the stadiums as well. Yeah, of course, definitely, it's a good point. Um, where were we last week with the development? We were talking last week about um, developing the ground. What um, where did we end it? We ended with uh, walkways, didn't we? On the uh, well, we ended it with we don't really know what the club are doing. No, there's that because they don't tell anyone. No. But apparently something's going to be told to us soon, we keep being told. At least at the Supporters Trust meeting we were told something's going to be told to do us you, soon. Do you know more, Darren, from your various contacts? No, just that they are still looking at 
um, ways they can actually renovate Stamford Bridge. Yeah. There's nothing really that's come out recently. No one's... People that do know, I think, are keeping quite tight-lipped about it. I believe that something is coming out soon. But a couple of years ago, didn't CPO have talks with, with Hammersmith and Fulham and various other bodies about well, the, the feasibility? used to be conservative, and they were always in favour of it. Now they're Labour. I don't know if they've really nailed their colours to the mast as to what they want for right. it all, but certainly it can be developed around that area. Yeah. They can build walkways. They can do things they want to. And when the club said there's nothing they can do, they never really proved there was nothing they can do. They sent out some little document months after the um, EGM in October 2011, and they never really followed it up. And why was all this stuff coming out saying it can't be developed? And now they said, no, it can be developed. And a lot of what they produced looked very similar to those sketches that I did yeah, as well, yeah. which is strange. Exactly about the old East Stand, can't leave yeah. things, walkways. Decks over the, over the tracks, yeah. Yep. Knocked exactly. down the sports club. If an idiot can see it, why couldn't they? So, so Jake, how, how long are you, um, how long are you in, in England now? I'll be here until uh, Friday afternoon. However, I was just talking to um, a friend of mine, a Liverpool fan, and uh, he said he might have a line on wrong. a ticket for um, the game at Wembley. So, you know, maybe I'll try to extend that that'd if be, I can get a ticket. That'd be wonderful. Oh, that'd you be amazing. That, yeah. Another weekend in London, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Another weekend out of the snow of Boston. Hmm. True story. True story. Or is it a bit, a bit colder at the moment? It's deep and snow. Oh, Very yeah. deep. Yeah. Good stuff. So... Um, we've got a minute to go. Um, well, we'll just keep talking about feet for fair play then. Yeah, anybody's coming here on Mixler, just see if anybody's uh, suggesting anything. Very but this is why the, I don't mind if we're buying people cheap. Or you have to go to Wembley, Jake, Debs says. You have Debs to go. Debs says that? Yeah, yeah. Debs, you'll have to get him a ticket. Yeah. Um, sorry to interrupt. Um, right. uh, I was just feeling dead air, that was all. <laughs> and, uh, you did well, actually. Thank you. you. did well. We're doing it now, actually, aren't we, as well? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up now. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. There must be something. Yeah. Twitter is actually quite boring. It's, there's nothing on Twitter at all. You're Twitter, heading for a booking, Jonathan, if you keep holding the play up so much as this. Yeah. It? That's enough of mining. I couldn't find anything, actually. But there's a little <laughs> chat between them, anyway. Fascinating stuff. Brilliant. You've got 20 Brilliant. seconds. Round of applause. Really fantastic. Oh, yeah. Thank so, you. Very, very interesting. interesting. Very interesting. Um, what pub um, did you next... go to before the game, then? Let's ask a few questions. We've got 15 seconds. What pub did you go to before the match? Oh, you know, I was just sort of walking around, taking it all in. Um, afterwards, I went to the supporters' trust meeting, which was fantastic. Yeah, we we're going to talk about the okay. Part six, we're going to give it an extra 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, so uh, what, what, uh, what pub were you at? You just walked the Fimbra. Fimbra. Oh, yeah, the Fimbra. 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 Yeah. We're going to talk about Chad's stats in part six and a few announcements. So we'll see you in a minute. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back, I'm Jonathan Kidd, and um, you're watching, you've been listening on the, uh, on the, no, to the Chelsea Fancast. And here's something from Ken Barkway on Twitter. <clears throat> Never cease to be amazed by Darren Mantle's memory. Thanks, Ken. Sweet. Was yeah, that, I presume that was all the Brentford stuff, was it? The fact that you knew all these things? No, was yeah, it I just generally? It was, was, uh, Ken, Ken, Phil, Ken, Ken perhaps you could tell us which specific thing we should be impressed by. Uh, Maybe it was in the Juventus game. Yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Juventus. That was very good. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember playing, playing. 
Juventus just goes to show. What season was that? Six years ago, you said? We, it was 08 09. 08 09, yeah. It was about March time. The best time we did was that we're all oh, bouncing yeah, yeah, and cheering. Yeah, yeah. There's a great clip of all the fans I remember. doing S- the bouncing. S- S- we're all bouncing. So, time for Chelsea Chatter's facts. I'm waiting for this thing. I'm waiting. Never knew Chelsea had so much history. Come on, John, oh, shed in Seattle. Thank you, mate. Filling dead air with worse air. <laughs> Get you. Thanks. Get off. Oh, that was Darren. That's true, actually. Oh, I see what you're saying here. Yeah, I'm being rude. And you were talking about the. Um, not so you much heard air. It. You must have heard because off air, everybody. Darren. Uh, I how can I put it? Not so much air as wind. Yeah, yeah. Darren. Um, <laughs> Darren farted rather loudly. With, with, uh, with great joy, in fact. Words. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shed in Seattle. I thought you were talking about the. Uh, the show generally. You weren't. You were talking about um, Darren because you heard it on Mixler. Yeah, everybody, tune in on Mixler because there's a completely different show going on in the break. You're missing the best bit. You're missing the best (laughs) bit anyway. Here we go with the stats. Diego Costa has failed to score in his last seven Champions League games for Chelsea since scoring against Chelsea. Chelsea, I've got a lisp, for Atletico Madrid last season. Brana Ivanovic has scored seven Champions League goals since 2009, more than any other defender. What a great stat that is. Hasn't he also scored more goals in the last X number of seasons from open play than Steven Gerrard? Oh, Oh, wow. I love John Terry has as well. I completely love that stat. Oh, what a great... Thank you. Thank you, Mm. Clive. Chelsea have gone 16 games in the league without being awarded a penalty. This is their worst run since 2009. We've only had two penalties in the league this season, as opposed to Man City's seven. Yeah, well... Which shows that there's a certain imbalance. There's an imbalance. I would go so far as to say a bias. I think innate bias is probably the kindest one. I love that, innate. I love that. Do you think a conspiracy? Yeah, yeah, a a conspiratorial innate bias, Mm. I think. No, perhaps not. Yeah, they are, they are, yeah. But it sounded... I was being polite. Yeah, you were, thank you. Innate or inane? Yeah, uh, and that as well. It's only taken seven games for Kurt Zuma to concede his first foul for Chelsea FC in the Premier League, which you mentioned earlier. I did. Branislav Ivanovic has now scored more goals for Chelsea FC than Ramirez and Oscar. Mm, That's a little Mm. telling. Ramirez, uh, other than the fantastic Barcelona goal... um, Cannot shoot really at all, can he? Poor man. He had a, he had a go in the Burnley game, which was about several inches uh, inches wide. I get I'm getting worried about their inability to hit the target, which I think is may cost us dear, and, uh, and I, I don't want it to be. But I'm getting this. Oh yeah, it's when Costa's Costa. not scoring. When Costa's That's not the real costing problem. us. Yeah, not, when he's I, I think Spy yeah. actually, when he was on the show, summed up Ramirez. He said he doesn't create chances; he creates situations. Oh, clever, clever. Mm. He's good spy, isn't he? Mm. Chelsea are one of three teams still unbeaten in the Champions League this season, alongside Porto and Real Madrid. Good one. And now, Chelsea Chatter's stat of the week. And this is something that I had a, a mention of the other day when we were talking about the black kit with the, the puke down the front, which I didn't enjoy. <laughs> the blue puke, the light blue puke. Chelsea FC are undefeated in their last 25 games when wearing a yellow kit. Mm. There we are. So I think we should wear yellow all the time. Going back to the two. I don't think even think we wear blue now. We should wear yellow. That's the two yellow. Cup final. Yes. For more Chelsea stats and history, go to www.chelseachatter.com. Follow him on Twitter at Chelsea Chatter. Go on, you Chatter. Great stats. So um, 
is an announcement about uh, the Chelsea Supporters Trust, a very good and well-attended Chelsea Supporters Trust meeting. You, you went, did you say? You I did, yeah, it was a great did time. You, did you speak? Did you chat to anybody? No, no, no I didn't. You're just no. attending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take it all in. Was held after the game on Saturday, the Q&A session, that's question and answer for some of you who don't understand, with special guests Inspector Jim Brockway, PC Paul Wright from the Football Intelligence Unit, and Amanda Jacks from the Football Supporters Federation, was extremely informative. I, I, I sent a question and I wondered if it was asked, which was, why do stewards have to go onto the pitch and prevent players from going up to their fans? And is it, as, as a safety thing, why do they have to touch the players? I really think that stewards shouldn't be there to lay their hands upon a professional footballer on the pitch. I mean, the interestingly, they had a lot of questions read out that had come in by email, but that wasn't among them. That's a real shame because... It was. We will never know the answer We'll never know the answer. Know the answer. We'll I would never, really love to have will. known. Perhaps somebody thought I was taking the mickey. Um, <laughs> being me. Um, as if you missed it, the meeting is up as a podcast via Chelsea Fancast. Just check the website, SoundCloud and iTunes. And of course, if you want to join the trust, it's only £5 or free for non-voting members. But fancy, personally, I fancy a vote. Um, join up via the website, ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. And I, I'm trying to actually renew my membership. And uh, I've forgotten um, my password and my... Uh, uh, username and um, I did exactly the same, Johnson. Yeah. So you're not alone. It's Thank an you very much. Thing, Thank you. But it is an age thing. But you could give a fiver to Chidge next time you see him, and I'm sure he'll pass it on. I'm not convinced I'm that's sure going to happen. Good I also think my yes. memory is such he'll ask me for another fiver the following week. So, um, CFC UK. Um, anything on uh, anything on there you'd like to? Uh, yeah. Um, no, he's shed in Seattle was saying, Darren, yes, best bits. So. Yeah, yeah, Darren's great, they were saying. That's good. We know that, yeah. <laughs> Especially um, his shirt. CFC UK, <laughs> this month's issue is now out, be available at the CFC UK store, opposite Fulham Broadway Tube, at all home games and away games. If you can't get it there, you can always get it digitally, difficult word to say, by subscribing online at cfcuk.net or via colonialdistribution.com in Canada and the USA. Another announcement, Canners Down Under. I have to say, I thought Canners was brilliant mm. on, um, as a, uh, an ambassador for the, uh, the problem in the Metro um, with, uh, with Garth Crooks, who was very good. They were a very good double act, worked very well and, um, on, on Sky and, uh, and wherever. And uh, he also managed to publicise his book at the same time, which I thought was quite canny That's of him, canny. being mm. Canners, canny Canners. Um, but he's, he's our mate because he's been on him. We've enjoyed having him mm. very much. He's been, he's, he's, uh, his um, assessment of goal scoring will stay with me forever. His, the joy of his scoring a goal on a couple of occasions just belting the ball towards the goal and having no idea whether it was going to go in or not. And then when it was going in, just being completely you know, over the moon about it. It was fantastic. Um, Paul Canaville will be meeting Chelsea supporters at various events in Australia in March and April. He'll be in Adelaide on Saturday the 21st of March, Sydney Friday the 27th of March, Melbourne Saturday the 28th of March, and Perth Saturday the 4th of April. For more information on these events, email adelaide at chelseaaustralia.com, Gareth Hemmings at hotmail.com, Melbourne at chelseaaustralia.com, and Aussie Dawn at optusnet.com. AU. Um, and there's another one which is Canners at the Monty. Canners is doing an event a bit closer to home. Be doing a Q&A at the Monty in Montpellier Place, Brighton on Thursday, March the 5th at 7.30. Tickets are £5 on the door. Now, Chelsea Fans Against Racism. If you're interested in joining Oliver Reed's group, Chelsea Fans Against Racism, as discussed earlier, then join the Facebook group, Chelsea Fans Against Race Racism, or you can email Chelsea Fans Against Racism at hotmail.com. Um, 
there's a quick letter from uh, Oliver Reed, which I could read out. Um, it's not that quick. It's not quick. I'm looking at it. It's uh, it's um, 17 pages it's, front and back. I would go to say eight pages. I won't read it out. <laughs> um, yeah. What we need, individuals to join the Facebook page, share it, use the hashtag, buy the T-shirts, badges, download, print the poster and display it. We also need individuals to get involved, be prepared to get down to the bridge early to help give out posters. Help design a website, finish the graphic for the T-shirt, can we put the CSA badge on it? Help set up online funding streams to sell the T-shirt and receive donations. Offers of donations, a press officer, more admins for the Facebook group and Twitter. Individuals interested should email chelseafansagainstracism at hotmail.com to express their interest in getting involved that provides their name, contact details, what skills or contacts they may have and what level of involvement they would like. chelseafansagainstracism at hotmail.com and that's from Oliver Reed. So, um, make sure you send us in some good stories and photos by emailing the show during the week at chelseafancast at um, gmail.com. In the meantime, I'd actually like to discuss what do we think the team is going to be against, um, the team is going to be against uh, Spurs on Sunday? Of course, I'm goal. Ivanovic, Terry, Zuma, Luis. Now, is there any chance, the is there any chance yeah. that Matic is going to be... Is going to be uh, I, I, one game minimum he'll I, get bans. I, I think there is a chance that he will be playing. Really? I, am, I really do think that I think particularly the way in which things worked out today with no charges being brought against Barnes, that's a one slim chance. And I'm but in what, what so how does that how does that work in the in Sim the simply because as Barnes has got away with a far worse thing scot free, how can the FA maintain punishment against Matic when he already got punished and Chelsea were docked effectively two points? But because isn't it the opposite? Incident. If they think there hasn't been a foul committed, they just think that he's reacting in a... Uh, but they, in but a sorry, the, the tribunal's three former referees, they'll know a foul has been committed. I thought if the, ref saw it. It, if the referee says he saw it, though, they can't do anything against Barnes. They can't do anything against Barnes, and they won't do anything against Barnes now. But when Matic comes up on his appeal, that's the question. But why does Barnes getting off today change it? When because are they because, because if Barnes has been banned for three games, they'd say, well, it's equal. They both well, they banned each though, other. If the, had, if the referee had seen it, I don't know if they could have done that. No, if the referee saw it. Therefore, Barnes gets away scot-free. Yet the people looking at Matic will see that Barnes did things, even though he got away with it scot-free, and that the... Punishment is an unequal well, and unfair. Matt, it should have at least waited for referee to sort things out before sorting things out himself. Oh, of course he should have. So, but, but, and also but he, got pu he got punished on the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like the ten men, I think, that made us draw. It's Mourinho just being too defensive. I, and I think if Matic had been on the pitch when that corner came in, it wouldn't have been a goal. We I think one we should have been two goals up by then. I anyway. think we'd have scored, actually, if Matic had still been on the last yeah. 20 minutes. Uh, the reason I think Matic won't get away with it is because he was guilty of what he was accused of, of violent, of violent conduct. He went and pushed the player over, mm. and that's why I think the, the ban will stick. At least one game he'll get banned for, if not yeah. three, one. He might be back for Southampton, he might be back for West Ham way, but he won't play in the League Cup final. I think if he does get banned, they'll, um, they'll just implement the normal sanction, which is three games. One question is whether Mourinho is going to get charged with his programme on television yesterday. Which had the backing of the, of the Chelsea board, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely, and I'm sure that they thought we're going to take it to the line. And let's see if the FA have a crack at us on this. In some ways, I'd love it if the FA came up and charged him now, because it would just show 
where they're standing mm. and it would just bring it to a peak. I think after how little he talked last time after the Liverpool match, I don't think they're going to do anything to Mourinho because they know that they'll lose a lot of entertainment mm. value from him. Because he will just say the bare minimum, not give them any sound bites they want. And but then again, he can entertain without saying anything. That was the one he's not going to say. <laughs> he was very tactful about Arsenal. Did you notice on the programme last night? He, mm. he just said, um, you know, uh, what a wonderful opportunity for a manager to have as long as he likes <laughs> to do what he what he wants. Which, uh, which, um, and he, and, and he, he didn't. He avoided the question of asking whether he got on with Wenger. I think the, uh, mm -hmm. they, they asked him some very pertinent... Did you see this programme that was no, on? No, no, I didn't see it. It was a programme called Goals on Sunday, which uh, apparently he'd asked to be on to put, to put Chelsea's yeah. view. With Poor him. James Beattie got knocked off and probably lost his appearance. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they probably paid him, I'd have thought. They probably. Yeah, who would you have, James Beattie or Jose Mourinho, <laughs> on it? I think, mm. Well, Beattie did score a goal against Chelsea in 11 seconds. He did, yeah. but then we won 3-1, didn't that's we? That's right, yeah. He also yeah. headbutted the back of William Gallus's head and got sent I was there. I was there that day, yeah. We, I think we, we, we were there together. In Everton. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were. I think Tim Langton had organised a... Very probably. Uh, was it Everton or something? It was at Everton. It was at Everton. Everton, definitely Everton. It was a early kick-off. He pursued him down the pitch, didn't he? Yeah. Tried to kick him a few times, and then finally just put his head in. And Moyes was very upset by And also, he was slightly surprised he'd been sent off, I remember. Interesting, Moyes said at that occasion that, oh, if Gallus had been an English player, he wouldn't have gone down so easily, which is... Fairly outrageous. Well, racist. Have, yeah, he'd have accepted. Look at us all together. Just Gallus. doing that defender thing of shielding the ball yeah. over the byline, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you don't expect to be headbutted in the back no, of your head. Really do you, when that, when that's happening. Those were the days when you liked Gallas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were. They <laughs> did yeah, for a period. Yeah. I wonder how many players there are who we've um, we've gone off as they've uh, gone on to other clubs. Not Poyet. 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 Unfortunately, didn't didn't do terribly well. And I'm I'm would be intriguingly what Jose mentioned yesterday about. Uh, Frank, that he wasn't sure whether Frank would now come back to the yeah. club, which um, which was a little bit dismaying, because he said he thought the idea was that Frank was going off to America to play in the uh, mm. Lampard will be back, and then and then back. he would then immediately be fast tracked back into the club in doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, and the the interviewer said, "Is that going to be the case now?" And he said, uh, "I don't know." So he made it sound as though the door had been closed. He did, but that's all he can say. When he's at he Man City, he's not going to. Speak yeah. to any of them. I think it's classic Jose. Jose and Frank, I think they get on well. Mm. What do you think predictions for Sunday then, chaps? Well, I didn't finish the team yet, so I think... Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do apologise. Perhaps you could give us the rest of the players. He won't play Cudado, I don't think. I think he'll play... No, go back to his old yeah. trick of William, Oscar, yeah. Hazard and uh, Costa. And obviously Fabregas and Ramirez. Ramirez will fit in instead of uh, yeah. Matic then. Yeah. And who will it be, Lewis or uh, Dave, will be playing fullback? As per my team selection, Lewis. Lewis, Lewis, OK. Mm -hmm. Dave okay. will be in the bench. Aspie will be in the bench. Anybody else want to go? Well, I mean, there's in? an option that he might, rather than play Ramirez holding, he might use either Lewis or, or, or um, Aspie. They're sort of we, spare, one of them. We've got eight games, sorry, eight days without a game before Sunday, but only three before West Ham on the Wednesday. Yes. And that might factor into the West, the West Ham game is now a very, very, very important, important game. indeed. And as is every single mm. game, Including and they've, they've yeah, really yeah. got to, yeah. to to increase their um, their shot taking and their ability to uh, to to put games away. I'm afraid we have to hope that Liverpool carry on with their relative. We do, we do, moment, which is horrible. So what's the, what are the predictions? Then? Are we allowed to them yet now, yep. Darren? We are oh, good, thanks. We can do them now. Anybody else you want to talk present. about the team? No? Okay. 
um, predictions? Jake, what do you reckon? Oh, I think 3-1 with uh, William getting a brace. I love it. I love it. Well done, yes. I think 3-2 after extra time. Like the Liverpool game. Mm. Okay. Kesman's going to score. It's got to have three, because <laughs> Ivanovic has got to get his hat trick at long last. But other than that, <laughs> three nil then. Yeah, I think it's going to be one one at extra time, and then we'll win two one at extra time with um, with a hazard goal. I think I'm being very specific here. I don't know why that just came to me. It's just appeared. Four one. Jose Four one. Jose won to embarrass him after New Year's Oh, day. I love it. How about five one and Drogba scores the most magnificent goal, which he just picks that would up never from a goal leave. from a, was it <laughs> Lampard boots the ball around the pitch. He chests it, turns around and volleys it into the net. One of the great all-time goals that was. One yeah, of the great Drogba to... goals. No, this no, was at Spurs. This was Sorry, this was at Wembley. It would be nice to get a, do a couple of dodgy penalties, have a few of their players sent off for absolutely no reason. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, when was the game up at? Uh, Everton when Chelsea won 3-2 two. Two, having been behind Balak scored and twice scored. and all three goals were from outside the box December 2006. Balak, Lampard and Drogba that is very good and that was Drogba's knee, first knee slide did Balak did a free kick that hit the post and hit the keeper and went in off, yeah, the off his back yeah Jonathan, since why you have what, someone no, relatively young on the show, he has, still has a memory. Yeah, has a memory. Yeah, but I was going to say that, that Ken was absolutely correct. You are phenomenal. I think I'm right. You are absolutely <laughs> The pressure's on no, now for me to be we, right. I think we pretty much got it all there, didn't we? I think December 2006. Maybe no We've got that. one minute left, so... Um, I've got a minute to read this. I can read it in about 15 seconds, actually, so I'm going to quickly look at, uh, at uh, anybody... Any Say goodbye to me. Um, Mixler, thanks. You've been fantastic. Really, really contributing a lot. Andy, J J like, did a lot on FFP, actually. Um, it's a shame we didn't read it while, after you'd finished your segment. There was yeah, the stuff that we should have done. That. I'm sorry, but it was diff difficult air. to fit everything in. And it wasn't dead air. It was your dead air <laughs> he's talking about. Um, Frank will get any job he wants at CFC when his career yeah, is over. I says Mike Harvey won. Well, I we'll agree, see. Mike we'll Harvey. see. We'll see. We'll see. So, anyway, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, Chelsea, at Chelsea Fancast. Make sure you check out the great blogs on our website, ChelseaFancast.com, where you can also find all the information, how to watch, listen, or download the show. Uh, many thanks to my guests this week. Fantastic, Jake Cohen. Fantastic. Um, bravo. Well done. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Dr. Martin Boots. Always a pleasure. Uh, Clive O'Connell. Darren Mantle. No Andy Silman. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chelsea. Out the It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.